You're listening to another episode of Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. All right, that's right, Scott. It's time for another episode of Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. I'm John. And I'm Scott. And this is episode 262, Scott. That's right, John. 262 after a week layoff because you uh, have been feeling under the weather. Yeah, I've had a cold. And you're just well enough to have the podcast, just but you're still not feeling well enough. very well, it's, are you? It's like cement. It's it's like mucoso in face? cement in my face. Ugh. Oh, when I said that, it vibrated it, and now it hurts. It hurts a lot. I've taken a lot of Tylenol. My liver is shot. I don't know what to do. I sound like Christopher Walken. Put this watch in your ass, and you <laughs> What am I saying? Just don't have any respect. Respect. Great movie, John. Pulp Fiction, of course. Yeah. When he tells a young Bruce Willis about how the watch made it uh, from Vietnam, was it Vietnam? I don't know. I carried or this Korea. watch in my ass. Is it Korea? Is Korea for four years? I'm here to give it to you. And then he gave it to to Bruce Willis, <laughs> and then Bruce Willis forgot the watch. <laughs> Dummy, and had to go back and get this watch. And that's what you know got him into all that trouble. Yeah. Christopher Walken. I got to learn how to do a good Chris Walken. So, John, a lot happened in these last two weeks. Um, I love your anus man mask. You like you that? Wearing, yeah. Yeah, I was at Target and I found that and I <laughs> thought, this is How so is it? fucking It looks cool. like a kid's, <laughs> but is. your head is so small. <laughs> when, you, when you have such a giant head, it look like you look like the machinist inside there. You look so gaunt. I look like a, a Christian Bale <laughs> yeah. that weighs 80 pounds. You're like, oh, <laughs> I, I couldn't understand it. It was scary. It was scary, it was wasn't it? It was scary. Yeah. I'm anus man. Did you know uh, Jim Carrey is going to be in the new Kick-Ass 2? He's going to be Captain Star somebody. Captain Stars and Stripes Stars or something. Stars and Stripes. And he uses an, a giant axe handle to beat the piss out of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can't wait. Well, he's anti-vax. Is he? Yeah. Maybe he just was because he was getting some of that. You no, nah, he's, he's still uh, come out after that. After he anti-vaz. broke up with Jenny McCarthy there. And he's still the anti-Vaz scene. Z- All right, John. So most of the things that happened happened occurred in the political arena. And uh, Romney is like uh, completely imploding. I mean, the guy says something dumber every goddamn day that so goes goddamn by. Dumb. And then he paints himself to go speak to the Mexicans there. <laughs> I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Well, they're claiming that uh, they put too much makeup on him. You oh, know. no shit. How come they didn't darken up Obama? <laughs> well, they don't have to. Well, I mean, still, they got to put makeup on him, don't they? Is it the same people that are in charge of makeup? Why isn't he like orange? Romney hire people off the street I don't to, know. to put his makeup on? I don't know. <laughs> It was just unbelievable to me. I love your comment about, yeah, I don't think it's the uh, the tan lines from the sunglasses. Because how come his ears aren't tan, too? Yeah, was he wearing earmuffs? I have a little experience with Was he wearing earmuffs? That's what 
with the sunglasses. Nice. Yeah, that. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. He keeps changing his story. They're rebooting the campaign, and then they're rebooting it again the next day. And then Sanatorum is saying smart people will never be on our side. And 47%. And I don't know what's going on. Well, and that's the other thing. It's it's so hard to tell what's going on because um, there's so much shit out there. And it's it's yeah. not based on facts. It's not based on evidence. It's based on this is why I fucking hate football. Are you watching football, John? Yeah. You wow. know, I, I I started watching football again. I, I haven't watched a lot of football. I'll watch the Super Bowl, but this year I started watching some regular season games. Yeah. And I'm watching the games like, hey, you know, football's pretty cool, even though it takes three hours and there's really only ten minutes of action. I'm kind of getting into it, and then some fucker makes a, a average everyday play. And they start dancing yeah, and hopping around like they just won the fucking Super Bowl. And I can't stand that shit. I'd be okay if they, they were dancing around because they were being shot at. But I'm not happy about all this. You know, they this tackle guy, a guy around the skull. Yeah, and he then makes they go, a yeah! And then he's dancing around like he just won the fucking Super Bowl. Calm down! <laughs> and then he gets a penalty on him because the, he, he yeah. face-masked him. Take a riddle and... Just... You know, that's why Peyton, Walter Peyton, was such a fucking class guy. Class. The guy would score a touchdown, he would turn around and hand the ball to the ref, and he'd go back to the bench. Because he'd been there before. Yeah. He act like you've been there before. Yeah. Not like it's the first time you ever sacked somebody in your life. (laughs) These fucking guys. Settle down, man. My kids can hear you. I can't stand watching football because We're of that. We're going to have to move and do this somewhere else. <laughs> I get into the game. I wonder what and our neighbors, see, my neighbors could do. I mean, that fucking happens guy. once every four or five plays. There's some <laughs> idiot dancing around because he made a play. Uh? Calm down. <laughs> Come on. Don't make me laugh. It makes me dizzy. And then, but the same <laughs> when you compare it to soccer, like I can get into soccer oh, yeah. too. Oh, oh. Yeah, and then you, oh. that one guy, uh, he doesn't even get hit and he goes down like he can never, ever get up in his entire life. Although I kind of like the, the new soccer where they throw hand grenades on the field. <laughs> Have you seen that? <laughs> Did you see that? I haven't seen that. Where's oh, that? The, in Iraq? <laughs> where do they do that? I think it was Iran or something. This guy. A soccer player picks up something off the field and throws it to the side, and it blows up. It was a hand grenade. Wow. (laughs) He just kind of picked it up, looked at it, and tossed it. Ba-boom! And everybody starts running. Here's another guy. Two plays later, 91. He sacks uh, Aaron Rodgers, and he starts running around like an airplane. All day. All day. I'm here all day. I tell you this, Aaron Rodgers, he's class act. He is. Guy gets sacked more than Cutler. He never cries and moans about it. He never chews out his guys or bumps them. And then whines about he it later. He chews them out, but they love him for it because he does it right. They go, yeah, you know, I'm He's been my sacked bad. seven times already. In five minutes. Yeah. All right, so what were we talking about now? <laughs> I don't know. We're talking about uh, Sanatorum, Sanatorum, and, and, and Romney, and forty-seven percent. But if and, you if you listen to um, uh, right wing talk radio, yeah, it's like curtains for Obama. Yeah, well, I, I don't he's know if not, they, he's com- not doing that great either. You know. Well, I understand he's not doing that great, but he he's not sticking his foot in his mouth every opportunity he gets. Right. 
And that's the other thing. Uh, you know, you talked about it before, and we've talked about this before. You never know where this guy, Mitt Romney, stands. Yeah. He throws everybody under the fucking bus, and he changes his position based on who he's talking yeah. to. I don't even know who this guy is, other than a douchebag <laughs> that seems like he's going to fucking embarrass the country worse than who's, the W. His grandparents fled the U.S. because they couldn't practice... Uh, Polygamy. Uh, polygamy. So they go to Mexico, and then they get kicked out of there, and then they live off of welfare for a couple of years. And then he goes off about that, about how, yeah, my parents lived on welfare. My dad did for a couple of years when he was like five. But, hey, man, that's what America does. They help you out. They lift you up. But they, you don't stay on it the rest of your life. Oh, okay, so uh, here we go. Now the old people are like, all right, we've had enough of your shit, okay? So I read somewhere that the blue-haireds are starting to jump ship. Yeah, well, uh, according to polling, Obama is picking up, but if you listen to right-wing talk radio, uh, the, they're doing the polling all wrong. See, that's why Obama has a lead, but he really doesn't, because Romney has the lead, because they don't know how to put a poll together. And they spend hours talking about this. Or they spend hours talking about some guy that Obama knew when he was 20 and how the guy is, was a pornographer. And do we really want a president who used to have a relationship with the pornographer when he was 20? <laughs> it's like, why don't, can't we talk about current things yeah. and evidence-based <laughs> bullshit? No, the other thing that's pissing me off is everybody's starting to talk about you got Fox News on one side, and you got MSNBC on the other side. And that may be the case. I mean, Fox is certainly right-wing. MSNBC yeah. is liberal. But when you, when you watch MSNBC, they're liberal based on evidence. Like, if you watch Rachel Maddow, she lays out everything, and then she shows you the evidence. Right. And Fox she'll, News and she'll is just... And she'll debate anybody. 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 She invites... This is This woman... I'm in love with her, you know? I know she's a lesbian, but she will debate anybody. She's invited anyone on her show. Not like these other fucking shows. They don't debate anybody. They just debate, oh, um, they pick who they're going to debate. Yeah, let's pick this guy. He's not so tough. We'll pick on him. Every once in a while, they get screwed over and find somebody with half a brain. But she'll debate anybody. You, you never hear Rush Limbaugh debate anybody because he'd just be totally found out. Although then you go back to the cognitive dissonance where no matter what you say to people, they just believe what they're going to believe, no matter how true it is or false. Well, I keep hearing this comparison that Fox and MSC, MS, whatever, they're the same, you know, but they're not because there's evidence-based news reporting at MSNBC from what I see. And Fox News is just all well, opinion. You, Al Sharpton has a tendency to cherry pick some of the data to, you know, I mean, I don't Al know. Shop, Al Sharpton's on MSNBC? Yeah. yeah. Well, I've never seen that. Yeah, he's got a show on there. Um, you know, Tweety Bird, uh, Chris Matthews, he was a big Bush supporter. And now he's like... He's appalled at this. You know, I, I think at one time there was a Republican Party that everybody could kind of identify with and a Democratic Party that everybody can identify with. But I don't think either of them are either anything. And and I think the frustration is if you're going to be liberal, be fucking liberal. 
what is this like smarmy, wishy-washy, centrist bullshit? I understand trying to come together and debate about the issues. That's what it's supposed to be about. Debate, debate, debate until you come up with the right, the closest answer to the right thing. But sometimes I don't know what the fucking left is doing. I don't know what is in their mind. Why are we still fighting these fucking wars? And then Republicans who are all about, yeah, we need to give more money to the troops and and put us more into debt. Now they're going, yeah, we're not going to give them a raise because it's against our fiscal responsibility. No, we're not going to uh, give them any money for veterans' health care. It's against our fiscal responsibility. Well, listen, you cocksuckers. Th- then take them out of the wars. Take them out. Well, I don't understand it. Yeah, They're all full of shit. Well, you know, and then, then they say Obama's a socialist because he wants to invest in our infrastructure and spread the wealth uh, by creating these these jobs to uh, boost America's infrastructure. Yeah, but that's not what he said. It's not what he said. But if you take that and you apply that to how they want to spend money on defense, isn't that the same goddamn right, thing? Right, exactly. Either spend it on the infrastructure or spend it on the armed services. Either way, you're redistributing wealth according to their yeah. definition. Who's making the money? I mean, okay, uh, some American construction workers or, uh, let's see, GE... Um, Whoever makes weapons, bombs, tanks, it's the same fucking thing. Do they still uh, outsource a lot of the armed forces to third-party consultants? Oh, sure. Uh, What's the name of that one that Cheney was in front of? Blackwater. Blackwater. Yeah. I mean, it's... The thing about the Republicans is they don't get into the details. It's just all summary, and then it's wishy-washy, and it goes back and forth, and... But then the thing about the Democrats is I still don't get a message from them. You know, what yeah. are their plans? Well, the, th- the thing that I, you know, here's what I always discuss with anybody who's on the right and they talk socialism. And I say, listen, I think the, th- the couple of things that we need to have are education for all our kids, free education. And I don't mean free. I mean, we pay into that. Health care for everybody. If you want to extend Medicare, whatever. I was just arguing with somebody about it. And she says, Yeah, my mom, blah, 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 this and that. It's all bullshit. I got to go through a lot of red tape. I go, Yeah, it does suck, doesn't it? But it sure beats having to pay it out out of your pocket. I said, If your mom didn't have that, what would she pay? How much? Oh, I don't know. $1,000 a month? Yeah. So you have supplemental health care to pay to you know go along with medicare and medicaid so extend that so people are healthy you want a healthy workforce you want an educated workforce sure you want some sort of military but on your own turf why do you need it on somebody else's i don't understand that yeah just those like three basic things but the two first basic things should be a healthy healthy uh, workforce and and, uh, and and a well-educated workforce. I mean, because everybody else is passing us up. And I don't understand why there's a big argument against, oh, it's immoral, you're holding a gun to somebody's head and you're taking their money. Bull fucking shit. You'd be taxed one way or another. It's also called society. It's a club. You pay dues to be part of that club. 
so you can be protected and all that shit. Now, if you want to argue about how those are collected and how they're distributed, yeah, that's the debate we should be having. I don't like the tax policy. It's for shit. But I sure don't like to hear Romney saying that he's been taxed twice when he gets hit with cap gains tax. That's That's the biggest load of dog shit I ever heard. Well, the latest thing that's going around from the left is that Romney came out and said, "If I, this was a while ago, he said, if I ever uh, paid too much tax, I shouldn't uh, be president. I shouldn't be, I'm not showing fiscal responsibility, and personally, if I've ever paid too much tax, I should not be president of the U.S. So he releases his 2011 returns, and he didn't take all the charitable donations that he could have Therefore, he paid too much in tax, and now all the people on the left are like, oh, well, he said that. He shouldn't be president because he said that. It's like, shut the fuck up already, right? Yeah, I it's mean, splitting hairs. It's splitting hairs. And in addition, next year, he can... Uh, uh, he can take him anyway. Take him anyway. He can go back to 2011 and say, hey, uh, I didn't do this right the first time. I'm going to do it this time. Yeah. And and get those... Uh, the, now, but the, the real issue here is that... If he were to take all his charitable donations and uh, write those off, he would have only paid 9% tax in 2011, and that would have made him a liar uh, when he said he's never paid less than 13%. But on 60 Minutes, they asked him about a guy making 50 grand. Um, uh, Who asked him? 60 Minutes asked him, now you, you made on your investments personally about $20 million last year. Uh, and you paid 14% in federal ta- taxes. That's the capital gains rate. Is that fair to the guy who makes 50000 and paid a higher rate than you did? Uh, it's a low rate, Romney said. And one of the reasons why the capital gains tax rate is lower is because capital has already been taxed once at the corporate level as high as 35%. Now, he's kind of correct in that. That is the rate, <laughs> the statutory rate, but that's not what what they pay. Number one and number two, he not of all, all of his is capital gains. It's it's money that comes from uh, interest from Bain Capital. So it's really it hasn't been taxed yet, but he gets to he gets to write that as a uh, write it down as a cap gain, even though it's not. And uh, oh, this thing's too long to. Well, it's to all read, subterfuge. It's it's too long here. This thing to read about. Uh, Sum it up for us. Well, there's this concept that the double taxation, the notion that there's a double tax. Governor Romney pays 15 percent federal capital gains tax, which has already been taxed by at the corporate level at 35 percent. Critics say that amounts to a double taxation. Uh, but this guy, Schumacher Matos analysis says the second issue has to do with the concept of double taxation itself, a concept that is highly disputed. For example, almost all of us who earn salaries are hit by double taxation. So if your corp corporation that you work for, Scott, pays 35%, you also can make the same argument. Well, shit, I, why am I paying 35% too? My salary is basically capital gains. It's gains on the capital that the company has earned in order to afford me. So I'm being doubly taxed as yeah. well. 
Just like Romney. Our money. Yeah. Our money. So our employers match our payroll taxes. Most economists agree that this employer half is effectively subtracted from the companies by the companies from the wages they pay us. In effect, in effectively the same way that corporate taxes are subtracted from the profits distributed to investors. Additionally, it is not clear that corporate tax costs are passed on to investors anyway and might instead be paid by employees through reduced wages and by consumers through higher prices. So you hear that all the time. You want to reduce costs and increase profits in order to pay your shareholders, the ones that you supposedly risk, take all the risk, who are so rich already as it is, um, who supposedly take all the risk by investing in your company. But now we know the whole the whole market is fixed. This debate over corporate tax uh, incidents has divided economists for years and will surely do so for years more. This suggests that there is nothing conceptually special, galling, or even agreed upon about the double taxation paid by corporate investors. Almost all of Romney's investments in companies, moreover, were not directly in the companies themselves, but in funds. It is the funds that are the direct investors in the companies. A pass-through concept links the fund investors and the companies, but this concept becomes ever more ten, uh, tenuous in the modern financial world of hedge funds and derivatives. In Romney's particular case, there is more still to consider, much more. Until now, we have been exploring the quarter of his income that is indisputably capital gains. Another nearly 30% of his income, $7.4 million, was in so-called carried interest. According to Romney campaign chief counsel, Um, Benjamin Ginsburg in a conference call with reporters carried interest is taxed like capital gains, but is a very different type of income altogether. It has almost no ties to corporate profits and thus is not subject to a double taxation claim. So he's full of shit. Yeah. Just like the rest of them. See, he's what he would be doing is, and this is the guy who is like supporting him. I, I forget who this, uh, this Las Vegas mogul is this guy who is throwing all kinds of millions of dollars at Romney's campaign. This guy, if Romney wins, he gets like a $2 billion tax windfall savings. He basically makes money on the deal. So you can put a billion into his campaign and still come and out a still billion come ahead. Out. Yeah. So he's hedging. He's doing a little hedge fund with politics. It's a fucking joke. Yeah, should we have an even tax code and get rid of loopholes? Absolutely. Should we reduce taxes for for the rich and, and the poor? Yes. Should we reduce the corporate tax rate? Yes. Should we have a luxury tax and a value-added sales tax to pay for health care and education? Yes. Should we get rid of the out of, get rid of these fucking lobbyists and crony politicians? Absolutely on every side. John for president. John for president. I, I inhaled. They wouldn't take me. Oh, no, but... Oh, that's right. So did Obama, and he did a little blow. The W did 20 years of blow. Of course, you didn't have the W's pedigree, John. No. Well, here's the latest story on Romney um, and his stupidity. The guy's so fucking dumb. But I, I heard this today on CNBC. 
I listen to Squawk Box every morning, and I listen to these fucking cocksuckers talk about this and about tax policy and argue, well, you're not, you're talking about tax policy that's totally different. Vote for, then vote it out. Get rid of the tax policy. No. It's the same tax policy that, that, that Ryan voted in, the guy who's running with them. So, of course, it's part of the argument, you fucking dildo. I don't know what you just said there. I don't. Know. I do know what you said. I don't know what you meant. What What it is is whenever there's this discussion about Rom, Romney that he's out of touch because he's a millionaire. Well, he's more like a Brazilianaire. He's set for life. He earned his money, however he earned it. But he does. He doesn't understand the people, the working force. He just doesn't get it because he never fucking worked in his life. His dad did. His dad was on welfare. His dad worked in a car company. His dad was probably a decent Republican, but this guy's a fucking silver spoon in the mouth asshole. And every every time they talk about his taxes and how out of touch he is because of the way the tax code is and how unfair it is, these CNBC guys, these Maria Barta Blowhard and uh, these other fuck faces that are on there start saying it's tax policy. That's not the argument. The issues. We should be talking about the issue. That is the issue. The issue is that every time somebody fucks up in America and doesn't pay their taxes, their property gets taken away. But when a bank fucks up, we give them more money. Right. John. Right on. Yeah, and we're not in this mess because of uh, teachers and uh, unions. We're in this mess because of bankers. Yeah. And deregulation of the banking industry. Teachers, you know, there's great arguments there, too, about uh, pensions and about what just went on with the whole teachers union thing in Chicago. That's That's a great debate. That's a great fight. But something people have to remember is teachers actually produce something. They produce educated citizens who go out in the world and they become police officers and firemen and and, uh, construction workers and they fix your fucking car so they gotta learn math and and learn how to read and learn how to read blueprints and all that shit and it's because of those teachers they make something they don't invest a shitload of money or short a company or put 10% of their own money into a company and then borrow the other 90% and leverage the company to the fucking hilt so that it's completely in debt and use the equity in the company to buy more companies and more companies and then charge fees to manage those unsuccessful companies. Take it all away and then make that company go fucking bankrupt. No, they don't do that. They do something completely different. They make educated citizens. Right on, John. Sorry. Right on, John. They fucking union people build bridges. They make sure when they build your house, it doesn't start on fire. <laughs> Sorry. All right, Pretty here's upset. the latest in the long line of stupid stories about stupid. Romney. Stupid. About his stupidity. So dumb. Have you heard this one, John? This no. one, uh, it's the latest Maybe. one I can find. Romney doesn't understand why you can't roll down windows on a plane. Did you hear this one? No. You got to be kidding me. Uh, so I wish he would. I wish wife, he would fly on a plane and roll it down. His wife 30, was on 000. a plane and had to land prematurely last week. Um, 
And he suggested if they would just allow passengers to roll down the window, then they wouldn't have to do that. Her plane was grounded Friday after the main cabin filled with smoke uh, because of a small electrical fire. Here's what Romney had to say. When you have a fire in an aircraft, there's no place to go. Exactly. And you can't find any oxygen from outside the aircraft to get in the aircraft because the windows don't open. (laughs) I don't know why they don't do that. It's a real problem. Uh, Well, the reason that they don't allow that is because at your 35,000 feet, there's some cabin pressure. and I mean, who hasn't seen movies where the guy blows a a bullet hole through the cabin? People get sucked out. I did a report in eighth grade about DC-10s, and uh, one of the uh, issues with DC-10s is the uh, the engine. Would do they do they get sucked out or do they get pushed out? Um, I don't know. It, one of the uh, fans flew off the engine, yeah, smashed the window, and a, like a three a two hundred and eighty pound guy was sucked out the window, never to be seen again. Sucked, and those windows are small, John. That's what I'm open. He opens up a window on a plane. So it's sucked I mean, out. I don't think that giant how head would out fit. Of touch. Are you that? Well, first of all, the guy believes in magic underwear and Negroes couldn't get into heaven to 1990, <laughs> 1978, and that whole Mormon thing, which yeah. is it, nobody has really questioned yet, except Christopher Hitchens, and he did that long before he yeah. passed away. But nobody picks up on that. Hello. I mean, this guy, it's not bad enough to believe in talking snakes and and all that other bullshit, Noah's Ark and all that crap. (laughs) He adds bullshit on to bullshit, and nobody questions him. It's unbelievable to me. And now he thinks that there should be like a a screen windows on planes? (laughs) (laughs) He's dumber than the W. Dumber (laughs) than the W. W has an excuse. He was on Coke for 20 years. What's Romney's excuse? He doesn't have one. The guy doesn't drink. He doesn't do drugs. No. Here's his excuse. He's a Mormon. That's his <laughs> excuse. He's dumb. Did you hear Rick Sanatorum? I didn't. What did Sanatorum have to say? Let me play some audio of, of this fucking genius. This is... Uh, this is back on... Uh, I don't know. The 15th of... I don't know what date it was, but it was around the 15th of September. We will never have the media on our side, ever, in this country. We will never have the elite, smart people on our side. (laughs) Because they believe they should have the power to tell you what to do. What do? So our colleges and universities, they're not going to be on our side. The conservative movement will always be, and that's why we founded Patriot Voices, the basic premise of America and American values will always be sustained through two institutions, the church and the family. Because <laughs> that's where you get, because that's where you can get dumb. <laughs> can you believe that? Where was he talking? You could hear a pin drop yeah. in that place. I don't know, some action for liberty, uh, let's see, uh, it was at a university. Um, (laughs) 
he was uh, the Value Voter Summit is where uh, at some some university, Liberty University. Oh, Liberty! That's uh, that's some Christian <laughs> Liberty University is where they all W got all his lawyers from. Yeah, uh, and it's a Christian. It was a Pat Robertson who started Liberty. Some one of those Christian. Uh, lunatics started liberty university <laughs> so they teach creationism we won't get the smart people. a bunch of bullshit in there we won't get smart people because they're too smart just the family and god scott oh here's another new uh romney foot in the mouth his advice to uninsured people for health care just go to the er I mean, the guy doesn't fucking get it. He doesn't get it. <laughs> Just go to the ER. You'll be fine. <laughs> if you go to a county hospital, one that's paid for by the government, yeah. But if you go to a private hospital, they'll kick your ass right out. <laughs> Push them down the street. What a douche. Guy's a moron. What we supposed to do, you moron? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm tired of these Twitter. Uh, I got a Twitter iPod uh, app. <laughs> I got a Twitter uh, Android app, and I got a Twitter on the web. And none yeah. of them behave the same way, John. No. You think they could get that shit together? What I wanted to do was share um, <clears throat> on my Android. If I look at a Twitter on Android, yeah, and I open up the Twitter, it shows me the people that responded to that tweet. Yeah. And um, I am shocked by some of these responses and alarm uh, and alarmed <laughs> by them. Like, for example, Sarah Palin talked about my brother and my dad, the two Chuck Heaths, will be on Hannity tonight to discuss their new book. And people responded to her. Um, oh, she must have deleted all the bad responses. I don't see him anymore. Some guy was really off color in his response. And he talked about her private parts in his response. <laughs> and I thought, that's not very... <laughs> it's not very... It's not appropriate. It's not very, but it's not here anymore. Oh. So Twitter must have got involved and deleted that. But what's in, I follow Romney and I follow um, Paul Ryan. Yeah. And when these guys tweet something, the first 10 tweets in response are shut... Like, shut the fuck up. Really? Douche. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why would you even have a Twitter account if that's the abuse you're getting? I would just close it down. But it looks like Twitter's cleaning up some of this stuff. Oh, I forgot to mention, too. What's this all the shit we're giving money to other countries all the time? I've had enough of that, too. What are you talking about? Libya and... Uh, uh, oh, right. Yeah, forget that. Israel... Oh, no, we gotta give money to why? Israel, John, because they're our ally. <laughs> okay <laughs> whatever that means let's open up trade with them and i know the the trade well we don't give them money we give them weapons and planes okay so why are we giving it to them why don't they buy it here's rick Sorry. santorum's latest tweet arriving in atomoa atomoa to put n- vote no on Justice Wiggins on their radar. Mrs. Wiggins. Whatever the fuck that means. The first response, go eat some of yourself. <laughs> the next one, who is Justice Wiggins? Next one, eat a dick, Santa Forum. <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
I like it. <laughs> Apparently, Twitter hasn't cleaned those up. Sarah Palin must have a hotline into Twitter to say, hey, there's some nasty uh, responses. Get rid of those. Let me find the latest uh, Romney tweet. Did you hear about the Pennsylvania? 23 states are doing the uh, voter ID. Yes. Took this woman... Uh, Four hours to get a fucking voter ID card so she can vote. A 55-year-old black woman. Four hours? Four hours to get a fucking voter ID. Because she didn't have a driver's license. She takes the bus. And um, it's it's ridiculous. They're just trying to suppress the vote any way they can. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable, John. So, hey, see any movies, Scott? I did. Hold on. Before we get to movies, John. <laughs> Hold on. Hold. Want me to play a phone message? Yeah, let's play some... F- we, I'm sure we got like a thousand phone messages At because least. we just released our new phone number, John. What is that? It is 224-BIG-ROD-1. BIG-ROD-1. Is our one. new... Our new... 224-244... <laughs> Hot Rod One. No. What is it? That's right. Big Rod no, One. No, Big Rod One. Big Rod One. Here we go. Romney's latest tweet. Uh, Barack Obama's policies toward China have cost American workers their jobs. We can't afford four more years. Responses. How many jobs did you shift overseas, Mitt? Uh, the next one. Mitt. Uh, the next one. That is horseshit, and you know it. <laughs> Tell us again about how you want to roll down the windows on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> the next Did one. Did you write that? Your accounts post so many blatant lies and BS slander that Twitter should suspend you both. So, uh, if I'm Mitt Romney, I just shut my Twitter account down. What's the point? <laughs> Suck a dick. <laughs> Here's our first message. Ready? Ready. Was that Phil? No, that was me. (laughs) Is that an only message? (laughs) No, we got another one. (laughs) We got another one. Alright. Wanna hear it? Yeah. It's long though. Sorry. It's like three minutes. (laughs) No. You can't pause it? Come on, you got to pre-record this so you can pause it. <laughs> what do you want me to do, man? Come on, man. I don't know what to do. Who's it from? John and Scott, Pat McGroy. There you go. Hey, glad you got your phone line back. It's been a while. I've been listening. Just no comments because I don't type. I do, but not very well. Anyways, uh, a couple things. Uh, I know I'm backed up a little bit because, you know, no phone line, no no comments. So, John, go fuck yourself. It might take a while, okay? Uh <laughs> Sorry, John. Uh, I went to Disney World this summer. Yes, I brought the kids to Disney World, and I just a couple things. All right. Um, first, we took a break from Disney when we were down there in Florida, and we went to the beach, and I thought it was my idea, and my wife thought it was her idea to go to the beach, and we found out it was actually my daughter's idea to go to the beach because when we got there, uh, she had met a, fr- a friend uh, at the beach uh, right away, and we didn't even realize it, but... Five minutes later, then we realized it. 
this is a girl that she's been talking to online for the last three months in her Hunger Games, uh, one of her websites. And all are you sudden, following this so far? Yeah. Okay. That she's actually met this girl uh, for the very first time um, and speaking to on the internet for a very long time. And we got all of a sudden got very nervous and realized that this could have been a bad situation. Yeah. So, cautionary tale for those parents out there. I know I'm giving advice all the time to you guys, and this time it got me right in the face. So, uh, a couple other things that went wrong. Uh, I know. um, (laughs) Went wrong. When you go to the, the, well, we went to Universal Studios as well, and we were in line for, I don't know, I guess it must be Scooby-Doo, or maybe it was Bart Simpson or whatever. Anyways, we're we're in line to uh, get our picture taken with the characters, and they got their handlers right next to them. And so I'm sitting down, and I'm just waiting for my daughter to get her picture taken. My wife's taking the picture. And I see these people. And now I'm thinking about it. Same thing happened to Scott. These people kind of cut in line, and they just jumped in line. And all of a sudden, I mean, it it had been a week long of people pushing and shoving. And, you know, when you go to Disney World, it's just one line after the next. So when these people cut in line, oh, my God, I got so worked up. Punch me so in the fucking face. I jump face. up. I'm like, hey, 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 you know, my daughter's next. Um, you know, this isn't right. So the handler looks at me, and she whispers in my ear. She goes, these are the Make-A-Wish family. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Starts bursting out laughing. I felt like such a <laughs> And lastly, if you're going to leave... Uh, if you're going to go to the airport and buy your daughter a snow globe, do not um, carry it on because they will take it and throw it in the trash. And your daughter will uh, so, so just a few things. Uh, guys, great job. Uh, thanks for uh, hanging in there all summer. I know. Uh, I'm sure it wasn't easy. And take it easy, boys. <laughs> ben McGraw comes through, man. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, that's great that's great oh, hey that's the make wish foundation kid hey come on man back in the line back in the line you fucking freeload <laughs> bag at school got the day off today <laughs> hey look uh <laughs> what's with the bald head what are you powder get the back of the line <laughs> it's brutal <laughs> oh my god and then the snow globe. Oh, he, oh, I love the Cinderella. You can't take that on the plane. Yeah, that might be an explosive. <laughs> <laughs> they sell it at the fucking airport. Oh, my God. Oh, man. It's brutal. That is brutal. <laughs> so, Pat McGroin comes through with a couple of nice stories. I All right, lo- John. Uh, before we get to movies... Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. My we son broke his wrist. Oh, oh, Hold, on. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on, man. So there's a blue park right outside the door he comes out at school. Blue. And the teachers told us, hey, don't have your kids play at the park because all these parents are there, but they're picking up their kids. So there's no real supervision. And just to avoid any trouble, just have them go home. If you want to take them back to the park, then do that where they're supervised. But what happens is these kids come out of the school and their parents aren't there, so they start playing at the park and then, you know, all hell breaks loose. 
So the teacher tells him that. I tell him that. Everybody tells him that. Don't play at the Blue Park. <laughs> Just come home. So it was a Wednesday, and I usually am home, but I wasn't. I was at work. So my wife got home, but she got stuck on a phone call. So then she she's running over to pick him up, but she's late. So he's already gotten out of school. So she leaves the house, and here he comes walking down the street holding his wrist. <laughs> so she's like, hey, what, what's going on? What happened? So he tells her the story. He saw some girl on the blue monkey bars, and she did this really cool move, and he wanted to do it too. <laughs> so he tried it the first time, and he fell, but he fell on his feet. Now, let me remind you, John. The teacher told him not to play at the blue park. I told him not to play at the blue park. <laughs> He tries this move, falls on his feet. An adult comes over, a man, and says, Hey, I don't think you should be doing yeah. that. Hey, where's your parents? What does he do? He climbs back up and tries again. Yeah. And he tried to explain this move to me, and I still don't know what the fuck it is. But anyway, he fell off uh, like face first oh. from the monkey bars, and he put his right hand out to break his fall, and he fell on his right hand. Oh. Like with his chest, yeah. and his face. So we, um, it's not bruised, it's not swollen, nothing. We ice it. Uh, the next morning, I give him a little uh, exam, but he still has pain if he twists his wrist. He has pain. Okay, let's take him in. Let's see what's going on. So we take him in, uh, they x ray him, and he's got, um, it's not a fracture, it's not like broken, like snapped. Yeah, uh, but they explained Splintered. it to me like it's yeah, like a, a tree, a fresh green tree, a green tree yeah. that kind of bends and it splinters, but it doesn't break. And there's a word, there's a type of break, and I can't remember what it's called, like the medical term. Yeah, two weeks, you know. Come on. So they, um, we go to the general to do this, and the general says, "Yeah, I'm going to send you to uh, an orthopedic pediatrician." And he's going to put a cast on it. But until then, I'm going to put the splint on because we can't get you in. We went in the morning and they couldn't get us in until later that evening for the cast. It's a green stick fracture. Is that what it's called? No, it's like it starts with a B. Uh, 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 I can't remember. Broken bone? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, we're, the doctor comes in. He's like, okay, when I put this splint on, this is new technology. So I'm going to have... Uh, about 10 nurses come in and observe. Is that all right with you guys? And a, I'm like, yeah. Buckle fracture? Buckle, buckle. That's it. I'm like, yeah, right on. 10 nurses. So he comes back in with the uh, new technology, right? And he wraps the, and he's showing the nurses. There's 10 nurses. And my son's very outgoing, right? So he's he's chit-chatting with the nurses, and they think he's so cute, and there's a lot of chit-chat, a lot of... Uh, socialization going on. <clears throat> yeah. and it takes it takes a while to put the splint on and and make it form. And there's water involved and heat and all this other stuff. So it's like a five or ten minute thing. And he's surrounded by ten women who are who, from his perception, are all there because of him. Yeah, it's all me. So they all leave and they all say goodbye, Brody. Hope, you know, I, I hope you do well and you're going to do great and. Um, everybody leaves and we're just, we're alone in the room. And he says to me, dad, 
I can't wait to break another bone. <laughs> and I'm like, what? No. No. And I'm thinking to myself, is this how the guys in Jackass yeah. got started? You know? Called Johnny Knox. <laughs> Johnny Knoxville? No. Yeah. Um, and then later we went to the uh, to get the cast. The same, it, it wasn't as, as, you know, there weren't 10 nurses, yeah. but there were certainly a lot of nurses that got involved with him and... There were more x-rays, and uh, he just thought it was the greatest fucking thing ever. And he got to pick out the color of his cast. How cool is that, yeah. Dad? So he, I don't know if he's going to be even more reckless. <laughs> but, but he can't swim, which he's oh. really pissed off about. And he had to go to, I took him to a birthday party over the weekend. It was a pool party. And he had to sit there and was, watch all his friends swim. It was swim. a monkey bar party. <laughs> <laughs> so he was pissed about that. Yeah. And so I think it's starting to to kind of... You're like, yes, yeah, see? Yeah. It's not all fun and games here <clears throat> with these broken bones. Uh, but So we made an appointment for three weeks from now, and yeah. he gets the cast cut off. They well, cut it off, and he's, he's good to go. <laughs> I get a call uh, Friday. Um, and I'm in a meeting, so I can't answer it. I don't recognize the number. I let it ring through. And um, I finish up the meeting, and I check the voicemail. Hi, this is uh, the school calling for your son. Uh, this is the nurse's office. Yeah, I tried to call your wife's phone, but she didn't answer, and now you're not answering, so I guess I'll just leave a message. Uh, your son's okay, by the way. Um, Great. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he did injure himself, and we need you to call back. I'm like, oh, shit. So I call my wife, because she's the closest to the school, and I say, look, did did you get a call from the school? Oh, is that the call? I didn't, I was carrying my lunch in, and I didn't, I forgot about it. And I go, yeah, well, it should be a voicemail. It's the nurse. So she calls, <clears throat> calls me back. Uh, yeah. Your son, you know who has the broken clavicle? Yeah. He's not supposed to be playing any sports. He can just run. That's about it. Yeah, well, he was playing basketball, and um, he tripped over the ball (laughs) (laughs) and banged his skull on the floor and scraped his elbow up. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) And he came in. He was a little dizzy. He says he's embarrassed because they took him off the playground with the wheelchair. <laughs> Great. Awesome. So uh, we went out to dinner Friday night, and a lot of his friends from school were there, and they were just giving him some shit about how uncoordinated and, and uh, yeah. He's okay though. No, no more broken bones on my son. No uh, further injury no. of the clavicle. Even though a couple weeks ago, when he got his sling off, he was so excited. He was diving headfirst in the breakers and uh, Labor Day weekend. You know the waves coming in, mm-hmm. and my wife's like, "What are you doing?" Because you can't dive into waves coming at you because he's going to break the bone again. It's like diving into a wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's as smart as a stick. Yeah. Yeah. It's the way they are, man. He came down here tonight because he had to clean gum off the couch. 
<laughs> My kids in their fucking gum. What's that all about? Everywhere, gum. Uh, yeah. Kids. Daughter's driving. She's got a dress and these high heels for homecoming in two weeks. Yeah, Emma's got homecoming in uh, one week. One week. Yeah, homecoming. Yeah. Yeah, so a boy asked her. What? Do you know that the boys don't ask in person anymore? That's so lame. They come up with something creative, and then they have their friends do it. <laughs> what a bunch of pussies. Yeah, I'm thinking, what? what is that? So she said yes... It seems like she's regretting that now. Oh, my God. You're letting your daughter go on a date in freshman year? <laughs> it's not what a is date. wrong with you, man? It's not a date. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So we're at, um, we're at the... Uh, Do you uh, know what you did at homecoming night? Which one? I don't know. Any of them. So um, <laughs> <laughs> we're at high school for the orientation. Like, we, we get her class schedule and then we go to all of her classes for 10 minutes and the teacher tells us about the class and how to get a hold of them and that kind of thing so we're there and we sign into one class and the woman behind us signs in and she's like are you emma's mom and dad we're like yeah oh i'm i'm the boy's uh mother that asked her to homecoming so we're talking to her and she's saying oh they're he's so excited and he can't wait till the after party. We're like, what? what? We're like, what? What? After party? <laughs> what? After party? No, no, no. See, Emma's, um, she's going to the dance and then she's coming home. All right. There's, there's no after party. <laughs> so we got that going on. Yeah. 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 That ain't, that ain't happen, happen. <laughs> happening. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. Uh, all right, John, moving on. Cheap trick. Yeah. Cheap trick. You and I had a date night. You got some free passes no there. No doubt. From Lowe's. We got yeah. to give a shout out to Lowe's because uh, we got to go to the House of Blues and see Cheap Trick. Now, yeah. before Cheap Trick came out, uh, some woman came out with Jimmy Johnson, the yeah. NASCAR driver. Yeah. And she interviewed him and he talked about Lowe's. I guess Lowe's sponsors him or something. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's pretty exciting that interview. And then uh, they brought out Rick Nielsen and the bass player came out. The bass player. Uh and they participated in a little bit of an interview. And then the band came out and they played what? An hour? Yeah. Hour and a half? Maybe an hour. This is off my phone. It's horrible. You know, I forgot to bring my iPod, iPod Touch yeah. yeah, with the microphone. Because we were right there. I high-fived uh, Robin Zander. Right on, John. Yeah. We were right there. Front row. Front row, Scott. Let me see if I got any better quality than that. Yeah. I recorded some things there, John. Hold on. I had to tell you to. Yeah, you did. I was like, what? Do what? Hey, man. Do what now? Here we go. I'm getting car sick. <laughs> we'll get into that. 
Why isn't it one speaker? Oh, there, there we go. go. What was oh, that? That was it. That right. can't be it. <laughs> All right, let me play another one. That's pretty shitty. Yeah, that's really shitty. It's really good, man. Whoa, right, what me, happened? Let me there? turn that off. All right. Oh, Oop. sorry. <laughs> we'll take that out in post. All right. <laughs> Whoa! All right. So uh, the the other cool thing about this is when we showed up, we had these uh, necklaces with yeah. these badges, and then we had to get in one line, and they gave us because we had a badge, they would give us a wristband, and the wristband had how many free drinks? Was it three or four? Three. Three tabs that you would pull off, and you'd go get a drink at the bar. Yeah. So three free drinks. Um, so we went to the bar, and they had Maker's Mark. And I said, can I get a Maker's yeah. Mark? And they're no, that's that's top shelf. That's top shelf. So yeah. I couldn't get one of those. So I asked, well, what kind of whiskey can I get? And you know what they said, John? Do you know what they said? Yeah, what? Jameson's. Jameson's. Yeah, I can get Jameson's. Yeah. Nice. So um, <laughs> that's what I got. I got three of those. And uh, I think somebody gave me one of their tickets because I had four drinks. I had four Jamesons on the rocks. Yeah. Plus, we bought one or something. Did we, we buy one? Yeah. So you had like eight or something. <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> at all. So um, I know. I, but I you got to wait. You didn't tell about driving there when we were on the expressway. <laughs> My GPS. What happened? Get over to the right if you can. All right. <laughs> I've never heard the GPS say that ever. But and it was almost impossible. Well, it was impossible. Went, the GPS in my car made us do a U-turn on on the tollway. It made us go off of it, then come back on it. But we came back on it on the left side. And 500 feet away from the end of the ramp is the other, the exit ramp <laughs> across six lanes of traffic going 60 miles an hour. It says, take exit six on the right, if you can. <laughs> <laughs> Which we couldn't. So we had to find the next exit. Yeah, I remember that. But I it was, uh, it was, um, Oh, what do you call it? Um, uh, Spit it out, man. Yeah, it was it was uh, valet parking. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was nice. So if you want, you could thank me for the tickets and the valet parking and the driving and the gas. Thanks for all of that, And buying man. a drink. Thanks, man. Yeah, you're welcome. Anytime. Anytime. Really? I could just blow all my dough on Let's you every <laughs> single time. Let's do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time I go out with you, it seems like, oh, hey, could you buy drinks this time, man? Because I'm out. I have no money left. Really? You bring like 40 cents with you. That's not true. Bring more than that. Well, it was cool. I hope and, you had fun. And they can still rock out, John. They can yeah. still rock out. Uh, I think... Uh, 
Um, <laughs> hey, Rick Nielsen said he was 63. Hey, man, I think I'm going to be car sick. Man. 63? Hold on, <laughs> let's get back to the concert first, and then we'll talk about that. Yeah, they were rocking. They sounded um, great. But, you know, I'm, I'm looking at them, and I know them from... This video that I played probably a hundred times to to learn the song that we did in A Kangaroo Court. So they're the band out of Rockford. In like in the late 70s, they did this video of... Um, what is the song we did in Kangaroo Court? Surrender. Surrender. And I play this video over and over again. And I it, to me, that surrender is one of the greatest live performances of a song. I mean, it's just Live so, at Budokan? I don't know where it was. It was I found it on YouTube and I just played it over and over to learn the song. And they were young and um energetic and and they were still energetic, but they were old. And I was kind of depressed watching these guys. Cuz he's like 63 years old. <laughs> I thought I had a better version of this. This is like the, one of the very first times we ever played it. The only reason you still have this version is because of the intro. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Yeah, so my, my uh, I guess my perception of Cheap Trick is this seeing this video from the late 70s a hundred times. And then my next encounter of Cheap Trick is seeing them live in 2012 when they're 63. <laughs> And it was just kind of depressing. Yeah. Uh, but they still uh, rocked out. It was a great show. Very nice. Very tight. Although Bunny wasn't the drummer. No. It, it was, was Rick uh, Nielsen's son. Rick Nielsen's son. Yeah. He did a good job. And I went, when I yelled, Harmony Riley, he pointed at me, man. Nice. He knew exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. His band, Harmony Riley. There you go. Harmony Riley. Duh. Duh. You don't know? I don't know. I don't know. So then, John, we left, and I'm not sure when all these Jamesons hit me, <laughs> but I started talking like, like Marty. Within and a block of the John, fucking place. We can't keep making shit and buying shit until indefinitely. And then what did I say? Uh, I'm getting car sick, I'm man. getting car sick, man. I think I'm getting car Are you okay, I'm man? Getting Are you okay? Sick. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. So I'm doing like 800 miles an hour down, <laughs> down which I think helped. Yeah, yeah. Get the windows open. <laughs> I had the sunroof open. Everything. Hey man, because I in case I projectile vomited upwards. Drop me off four blocks away from my house, man. So I could walk it off. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to walk it off. Didn't you walk it off for like? Three hours? No, it was only like 45 minutes, maybe an hour. Yeah. But here's my mistake. So here's what I did. And I, I don't know why I didn't learn this 15 years being married, and this is the first time I realized this. Uh, I come home, and I'm like, well, I don't want to wake everybody up. Oh, uh, yeah. So I'll just uh, kind of slither over onto the couch and fall asleep on the couch. What I don't realize is... is um, I'm out with you, so my wife is a little anxious, because, you know, we're out together on a date night. <laughs> 
And yeah, but you're out with me, which means you're going to be home safely. When she wakes up at for 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. and I'm not in bed, <laughs> she thinks I'm still out with you. So what, what I have learned over this experience is when I do come home, I need to disturb people. <laughs> I need to say, hey, I'm home. Knock over some garbage cans. <laughs> right. <laughs> Get the dogs going. Shh, quiet. But because I didn't disturb anybody uh, and I was on the couch, my wife discovered this at like 7 a.m. when she came downstairs and she thought I hadn't even come home yet. Then she finds me on the couch and then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you throw up? No, but I dry heaved. <laughs> <laughs> is that technically that's not throwing you gotta up? You got to drink it? water, man. Yeah, you got to drink. Here's what I got to do. I got to stop after two drinks. How about that? How about that? There you go. There's an idea. Drink some water, too. So that's man. another lesson I'm still learning, John. <laughs> stop after two. <laughs> Because who needs it, really? Right. I don't need the aggravation when I get home. Right. I don't need the dry heaves at 2 a.m. <laughs> I don't need to walk it off for 45 minutes. Man, I'm getting car sick. <laughs> I don't need to get car sick. <laughs> I'm getting car sick. You're not getting car sick, man. You're, you're fucking drunk. I'm just drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling my wife, that's why I drive. Because <laughs> there's no way. I'd right be taking on. a cab home from there. There's right on, no John. way. So, yeah. Speaking of bands, Scott, um, I'm doing this thing with uh, Tommy and another bass player. I, I really don't know him well. Um, anyway. Uh, oh, here here's the other surrender. I got ADD. That's pretty good, ain't it? It's pretty good. No. Yeah. Now this is a band that John and I used to be in <coughs> yeah. called the Kangaroo Court. Yeah. You remember we used to do the show, we used to say, I'm John, I'm Scott, and we are a band. Yeah. We're no longer a Not band. Anymore. Not anymore. But, but when uh, we were, this yeah. is one of the songs we it. covered. This is the shit. So yeah, um, <clears throat> we've been trying to get together with somebody, with Tommy and, and a bass player. We finally got some friend of his playing for now, and, and this girl singer finally comes out and this chick sings like Adele man I mean she's got a perfect voice nice and then Tommy says we need a backup singer why is she hooked up with you guys do you think Amber would be interested <laughs> well Tommy's a good guitar player but he's hard to deal with um, so she uh, <clears throat> we're playing and they gave me sent me the songs they sent me uh Rolling in the Deep, and Rumor Has It, and the, uh, a Grace Potter tune, um, some Joan Jett songs. I, I just listened to them on the way there, so I was playing. 
and we get done and she just like booked an hour with us and she was going to scram she thought yeah this is going to blow and she turns around and goes oh my god you guys are really good the last band I was in they were such assholes <laughs> just wait <laughs> yeah <laughs> the night's young <laughs> and she says to me it's really nice to play with a real talented drummer how about yeah. that uh-huh. right on I've always said that, John. Yeah, so news number two. Ripper called me. Well, hold on. Get back to this first band. Yeah, what is the so, name of this band? Well, there's no name yet. Is there any gigs? No. We Are you getting a, back together we again? We have another rehearsal on Thursday. Thursday, another rehearsal. Put some more songs together. See how it goes. Make Where a decision. Where is this rehearsal at? I can't say. It's like Why a not? big secret thing. It's in Arlington Heights in some basement. It's in a basement yeah. in Arlington Heights, and you've already told too much, John. It's secretive. Very secret. Secret. So do you have to cart drums over there, or what? No, I, one of my old sets is over there. Nice. So I just bring my cymbals and sticks. Um, and uh, and then Ripper called me. Uh, he wants me to play a gig on October 20th at PS Pub. October 20th, and somebody else is playing on October 20th. <clears throat> is it uh, Gene Yass? I'm yeah. torn. Yeah, I don't know whether to go to Genius <laughs> or to go to to you sitting in in Ripper's band. What is that name? That, ba- that band's name? Ripper. Alternate past. Alternate past. Yeah. Um. So I got a rehearsal with them on Wednesday. On Wednesday. Yeah. Is that your first and only rehearsal? <laughs> first rehearsal. They got like seventy nine songs. Um. Some of them I think I know already. Um. Um. Let's see, let's see. When did he? Well, hold send? on. Getting back to this first band. Yeah. Did you record anything? No. Are you going to? Yeah, I might do it this week if I remember. Yeah. And then uh, when you uh, uh, jam with uh, alternate past. Yeah. Are you going to record anything? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I because I don't think their singer's going to be there. We're just going to go over uh, some. I see. Uh, Mm-hmm. Arrangements, song arrangements. Well, who's going to fill in for the singer? I don't know. Like a lot of things are keyed off the vocals, right? So no, you need not that. necessarily. Oh, we really had trouble when when. Well, that oh. was back in the day. That's because you were playing when, I, <laughs> when our singer didn't show up. We really had trouble with some things, and that's why we kicked him out because we had to figure out the parts, yeah. and then we just figured, well, we'll just we'll sing. just do the singer because we're going to be here for practice anyway. So they got the songs they have is Take It Easy, Fire and Rain, Brown Eyed Girl, Don't You Forget About Me. You know that one. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, what can I do? I don't know what that is. Sweet Home hey, Alabama. Hey, what can I do? That's Led Zeppelin, man. Oh. It is? How's it go? Hey, hey, what can I do? Uh, I got a woman and uh, she's a uh, drunk and. Um... All right, that's very good. Thank you. <laughs> Sweet home Alabama brains to suspicious minds. Ah, uh huh. Yeah, that'll take you back. Rebel yell, knock knock knocking on heaven's door. You shook me all night long. Kryptonite, wonderful tonight. Wonderful tonight. Jenny, Jenny, in the air. Phil Collins, rock and roll. Whole lot of love. Uh, Fifty ways to lead your lover. To leave your lover. They say lead. Leave. Lead. Yes, to lead. <laughs> you really got me. Ain't talking about love. Running down a dream. Cats in the cradle. War pigs. Paranoid. Painted black. 
Purple Rain. The Stones, man. When Doves Cry, Let's Go Crazy. Sitting by the dock of the bay. Dancing with myself. I want to be sedated. Uh, Well, I'm sold. Where's this October 20th gig? Where? P.S. Pub. Does it matter? You're just going to ask me 37 more times. Is that in Chicago? No, it's Wheeling. Wheeling. What street in Wheeling? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to look it up right now, John. You go, girl. Because I got the interwebs. (laughs) You you take it. Take it like a man. Wheeling. Got a four out of five rating. Yeah, on Yelp. So going playing that gig, um, and then we'll see what else happens. It's on Dundee. I'm very busy this week. Just east of a Route 83, there, John. Yeah. So speaking of bands, you hear about Green Day's Billy Joe? I did hear that, but I haven't heard it. I've you heard about heard it? it. I heard oh, that he man. lost his shit when they told you him to hear it. <clears throat> Here's what I heard. I heard that. Usher went long, and then Green Day came up, and then uh, towards the end of, not even the end of the, the middle of their set, somebody said, hey, you only got a minute left, Yeah, because uh, Usher went long, and then Billy Joe lost it. Well, no, they put up a sign. They got like a big sign that is like, uh, like they used to do to us at the track, one minute and he's they were in the middle of a song and they flashed up the one minute and uh yeah and he he went fucking mental and the crowd was going crazy man you want to hear it yeah Give me a fucking break. One minute left. One minute fucking left. You're gonna give me fucking one minute? Look at that fucking sign right there. One minute. Let me fucking tell you something. Let me tell you something. I've been around since fucking 1980 fucking eight. And you're going to give me one fucking minute? You got to be fucking kidding me. You fucking kidding me. What the fuck? I'm not fucking Justin Bieber, you motherfuckers. <laughs> you got to be fucking joking. This is a fucking joke. I got one fucking minute, joke. one minute left. Oh, now I got nothing left. Now I got nothing left. He takes his guitar off. Let me show you what one fucking minute fucking means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the bass player's doing it too. <laughs> one minute. God fucking love you all. We'll be back. And he threw the mic up in the air. <laughs> So he smashed his guitar, and the bass player smashed his, too. That's awesome. I well, wish I was there. The I mean, follow up. Well, the follow-up is he's checked himself into why? rehab. I don't know why. 
Because they got a new album coming out? Who knows? I don't know. Maybe they did this on purpose. Well, maybe they're... They, I don't think it happened on purpose, right? Uh, who knew that Usher was going to go 25 minutes over and they are going to cut Green Day short? Maybe they're just making the most of the opportunity. Or maybe he really does have some sort of an issue. But he didn't seem that out of control to me, like everybody no. was making it out to be. He seemed genuinely pissed off. Some great pictures of him smashing his guitar. A lot of um, uh, uh, criticism he's getting is because he said, I'm not Justin Bieber. And they're like, well, Justin Bieber wasn't even there. That's not the point. You're not getting the point of what he's saying. He's been around since 80 yeah. fucking whatever. He's eight. paid his fucking he's paid dues. His dues. He, he drove around the fucking smelly van across the country. He's the real deal. Right on, John. Right on. Now, granted, Bieber's an entertainer. They're both entertainers, but Green Day, they're artists. In other music news, Jim, yeah. Other, yeah, I have two music <laughs> stories here. Two music. Billy Joe Armstrong joins a long list of badly timed pop meltdowns. They're not pop, they're punk. Pop punk. That's punk right there. Punk. They That's call it punk. They call it pop punk. Pop punk. Pop punk. Pop punk. All right. So, are are you familiar with the latest music craze, John? No. Oh, gang bang. Gangnam style. Fuck that. What do you mean, fuck that? Fuck that gangman style. Gangnam style. It's I'm gonna dumb. play some for you. Stum. Open Gangnam Style. To me, it's like uh, LMFAO. It's not even in English, John. So it's like LMFAO set up this template for whatever you call this music. No, I think what happened was they... This became popular because the guy's Asian, okay? And they thought it'd be funny uh, to make fun of it. And it's turned into a pop craze. Well, he does have... He, he brings a new dance, and it's based on what you would look like if you were riding a horse. <laughs> that's, that's the dance. <laughs> yeah. But this... Da, 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 da. That's the same, it's an LMFAO template. Now he's dancing like a horse, like he's riding a horse. And he's uh, doing a lasso. And he's running around town. Yeah, that's that's the old, that's a whole fucking, uh, he ripped off MC Hammer. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, my daughter was doing that whoop shit at dinner tonight. Whoop, whoop. I was gonna (laughs) choke her. Whoop, whoop. Well, Gangnam Style. I asked my daughter before I came over tonight, I said, hey, what's up with Gangnam Style? Oh, Dad, that's so stupid. Don't even talk about that. (laughs) I'm like, all right. All right, so enough yeah, of that. But that's what they're going to be playing at the party she's going to. So, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then she'll come home and she'll be gently uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dance, careful dancing around the house like a, she's riding a horse. <laughs> All right, let me turn that off and let me turn this other one on. So this is a little bit of an older clip, but this is Lil Wayne, John. Now Lil Wayne 
uh, we had a story about him, rapper, very successful rapper, and he's bored with rapping. So he was going to become a skateboarder. I don't know how that's going. But he was on <laughs> Saturday Night Live, and he did a live performance, and Lil Wayne played guitar. Are you ready to hear that? <laughs> so this is Lil Wayne um, trying a different direction musically, and yeah. he's going to give us a little guitar solo at the beginning of this song. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is Michael Phelps introducing. Hold on. What the fuck? Hold on. Blow some weed before. Hold on. I think I blew some weed. Hold on. Yeah, well, it's SNL, so you're going to have the <laughs> all that shit in front of it. No, no, no. It's, there's no shit. I oh. just got to turn my volume up. There I we see. go. Once again, Lil Wayne. Pretty good, huh? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> did you hear? Did you hear it? <laughs> that was his guitar solo, man. Awesome. And then when he finished, he raised his guitar up like in a Hendrix pose. Yeah, yeah. That is wow. awesome. That's out of sight. You're a dim teacher. So we got that to look forward to yeah. from Lil Wayne. Lil awesome. Wayne. <laughs> Lil, Lil Wayne. No wonder Billy Joe is slamming his guitar down. How can you beat that? How can you follow that act? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, also, there's a story here that there's... Did you know that there's a band um, that sings only Arnold Schwarzenegger movie lines? <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, I I did not know that. They're called I did not know that. Austrian Death Machine. <laughs> and <laughs> let me see. I'll can, be back. They've been performing for seven years now, and they released some sort of an album in 2009. They have a Christmas themed EP coming out. Uh, uh, this is called what I'm going to play is called "Get to the Chopper." <laughs> Now listen up, everyone. This next one's called... Come on, guys. You're supposed to come in already. Where's the drama? Yeah, it's so embarrassing. This One, is dumb. two, three... Yeah! 
Nice. Well, it was a horrible Get to start. The chopper. Uh, but a uh, a nice little finish there. Yeah. yeah. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. I dropped them off. No. I wonder if they have a song like that. No. I, I let them go. <laughs> Wait, you said you weren't going to drop me. I didn't tell the truth. <laughs> I lied. Oh, that's the line? <laughs> yeah, man. I didn't tell the truth. All right, so that was... I dropped uh, them off. Austrian death machine. Austrian death machine. Nice. And that's it for music news. Let's talk about movies, John. Movies. Movies. I saw uh, Expendables 2 with my son. And over there at the movie yeah. theater? Yeah, and at first, the you know, my wife and I were, he really wanted to see it. And I said, I don't know. You know, so I looked it up and they gave it an R rating, but it was for violence. Um, not for uh, nudity or drugs or um, or sex or uh, uh, the F-bombs. No F-words in the whole movie. Just a couple of shits, and and the <laughs> and the um, it was pretty violent, but it was like comical violence, you know, comic book kind of violence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's very cartoony. I I loved the fucking movie. Let me tell you, <laughs> my son loved it too. It was it was so bad. It was awesome. It was awesome. One of the great parts about it is uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme is the villain named Jean Villain <laughs> or Villain. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, he's, he's, they, their acting is so bad in this fucking movie. And Chuck Norris is the worst actor ever. I, <laughs> oh my God. He cannot deliver a punchline. There's they do this punchline where, uh, hey, uh, I heard you, uh, you know, sly is asking. Him, I heard you got bit by a cobra or something. And he says, yeah. Um, after uh, five days of intense pain, the cobra died. <laughs> Playing the doing the Chuck Norris yeah. facts, you know. Yeah. And um, there's a scene with Arnold Schwarzenegger as uh, Trench, and he uh, he says, I'll be back to Bruce Willis, and Bruce Willis says, you've been back enough. I'll be back. And he takes off, and, uh, and Arnold says, oh, well, yippee-ki-yay. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? It's, so, it's terrible. <laughs> The dialogue was the worst, and all he did was, like, body parts are flying off, they're shooting people's arms off, and heads are exploding all over the place. Uh, but it was fun, love, and fun. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, family fun for everyone. And uh, Spiny Normans, out of four, how many Spiny Normans? Uh, I, for me, man, I'd give it a three. Three? Uh, yeah. Three out of four. Spiny Normans. It was horrible, but it was just like it was. It was loud, and um, I couldn't get enough of it. I didn't want them to stop doing. You know, I didn't want them doing any dialogue. I like the campy dialogue. I love the exploding, the fighting. Um, 
that was cool. The Van Damme fighting Sylvester Stallone was pretty cool. They're going to do a three, too. They're going to do a part three. Of course. Why wouldn't they? Of course. Got a 5.7 Rotten Tomatoes. What did Ebert 5. say? 5.7? Yeah. That doesn't sound like 10. Rotten Tomatoes. That's uh, IMDb. I'm sorry. Come on, man. No, it says right here, the film garnered a 65% approval rating from 111 recruit. An average rating of 5.7 out of 10 on the review aggregate website Rotten Tomatoes. I thought they gave percentage. Metacritic. They did. They gave 65% from the critics. I see. I see. 5.7 out of 10 on the review aggregate Very good. website. Metacritic, 51 out of 100. Uh, it's been given an A, A plus, or A minus, A plus, uh, uh, compared to this Expendables B plus. So better than the original Expendables, which is on Netflix, Scott. You can watch that on Netflix. I didn't like the original because the, the whole second half of the movie was so goddamn dark, you can't even tell what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Is it like that, this one? Is it dark? No, no. When I, I mean dark, I mean like the lighting was dark. No. It was filmed in a dark no, room. No. It might be dark on your TV or something. I don't know. Yeah, that was it. It was dark on my TV. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Relax. All right, uh, yeah, so so then I, I saw the movie you saw, Haywire. Yes, Haywire, which I haven't talked about yet, John. Yeah. Did you see Haywire? Yeah, I did. What would you think? That G- Gina Serrano. Fuck, How man. How about it? <laughs> uh, Have you ever seen any of her MMA bouts? I haven't. Wow. Are they on YouTube there? Uh, yeah, I would not want to mess with this broad. She has... There's something... She's got a screw loose, man. She is one fucking tough bitch. And she's hot, too. Yeah. And uh, big boobs. Oh, she, I didn't notice yeah. that. Does she? Yeah. Um. So Haywire, I saw this and I told you about it, didn't I? Yeah. And you went and watched it? Went and watched I it. I was wondering how you would respond to this movie because to me, the thing that, that got me hooked on this movie is the very first fight scene. Yeah. I could actually tell what was fucking going on. Yeah, right. And how Channing Tatum... He was getting his ass kicked. <laughs> well, he started fucking her up at first, and then uh, then the uh, uh, the guy from Sky High jumped in, right, and saved the day. And then so there's that that uh, it wasn't told. The story wasn't told in the sequential order. It was uh, the first half of the movie. It was uh, uh, kind of flashbacks yeah. as she was telling this kid her story, and then they caught up to the story, and then it went in sequential fashion. Uh, so that was kind of weird. Um, there were some slow parts. <laughs> I don't um, know why they had Bill Paxton as the father. <laughs> we had a bunch what of stars. What the fuck is he? He was terrible. Uh, Banderas is in this. Yeah. Uh, uh, Michael Douglas is in yeah. this. Um, who Ewan else? Ewan McGregor. Tim Tatum. Uh, Ewan McGregor. Michael right. Fassbender. Yeah. Fassbender. He played yeah. a good part. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he played, and you know the fight scenes. I saw some of the outtakes, and uh, they really do the fight scenes. He's thro- getting thrown over the table and everything. The fight scenes were great. Um, the pacing was a little weird, but I think that's a Soderbergh thing. Uh, these long looks and pauses. 
Uh, I like the weasel character of um, Ewan McGregor, who is yeah. playing like the the leader of Blackwater in mm-hmm. this thing. Mm-hmm. He did a great job in salmon fishing with the Yemen. Too, John. <laughs> Fuck uh, that film. <laughs> In addition, John. Oh, In addition. Well, so uh, Haywire is the story of a black o- ops <laughs> super soldier who seeks payback after she is betrayed yeah. and set up during a mission. And right. uh, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hope to see more from a Gina. Let's see if she's working on anything else right now. John. She is. She's going to be in the next Fast Five movie. Fast, Fast and Furious Six. Six? Really? Yeah. That's the best they could get her? Yeah, well. And you know. In the Blood. In the Blood. Whatever that is. When her husband goes missing during their Caribbean vacation, a woman sets off on her own to take down the man she thinks, the men she thinks are responsible. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. badass too, man. Some of those front kicks she did, oh my god! And she and the way they were, the blocks and the punches look so real. I mean, yeah, it was pretty good, man. Did you know her number one movie star crush was on the late Paul Newman? How about that? No, didn't know yeah. that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, a lot of people say that I remind them of Paul. Her Newman, dad is Paul some Newman. famous guy, a football player, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Her dad was a football player. She was crush in uh, American Gladiator. 2009, she was voted uh, or ranked number 16 on Maxim's Hot 100 list, John. Whoa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, kickboxing, 14, uh, 12 wins, one loss, one draw. Her five favorite films, True Romance, Braveheart, Let Me In, I've never heard of that one, Cry Baby, and Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Wow. Yeah. Very good. How about that? And then I saw another film. Yes. Oh, wait a minute. I give... uh, uh, Spiny Normans. Spiny Normans. I give The Haywire, I give that three out of four, John. Nice. Yeah, I would ahead. give that three out of four as well. Very good. You'd you'd rank that right up there with Expendables. Yeah, too. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, see, there was a different. You know, this movie was uh, artistic and uh, suspenseful, and it had it had all the elements of a of a real good movie for me. The other one was just pure family fun entertainment, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. blowing shit up, spending the going the extra mile to blow to. You know, when somebody throws a motorcycle into a helicopter, I mean, okay, you're copying off of, uh, of uh, you know, a Bruce Die Willis, hard. a diehard with the car into the fucking uh, helicopter. But, you know, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take it. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The opening scene is great. I mean, there's a lot of action in the opening scene in the movie. You like it. Uh, I saw another movie on, uh, it's on Netflix. Or um, Amazon streaming called Margin Call. Margin. I've seen that. I haven't put it in my queue yet. Jim. Yeah. Kevin Spacey, Paul Bettany, Jeremy Irons, Zachary Quinno, uh, Penn uh, Bagley, uh, Simon Baker, Demi Moore's in it, Stanley Tucci. It's pretty good. It's uh, Zachary Quinto who plays Spock. He's also plays Spock again in the upcoming Star Trek Two. Uh, it's not called that though. It's something called Dark Something. Um, 
it's his production company that put this film together. And it basically, it's about, uh, there's a mass layoff at this, at this firm. And it's kind of like, uh, they're kind of like painting it like a Goldman Sachs. And as they're laying all these guys off, Stanley Tucci, who is the, is like a senior risk management, uh, manager. And, uh, they're letting him go. And he's like, well, I'm working on something. Can I finish it, you know, and, and give this information to you? Nope. Sorry. You got to leave. And they cut his phone off and everything. And as he's walking out the door, um, Zachary Quinto, his character walks up to him and says, Hey, uh, I'm really sorry, man. And he goes, I know, I know. Don't worry about it. It's fine. And he goes, by the way, he throws him a, a, a little thumb drive and he says, I was working on something. Take a look at it. Uh, I couldn't finish it. He says, but be, whatever you do, be careful. And the doors close. So Zachary Quinto puts it into his PC. He starts working the numbers out. In meantime, the rest of the trading floor goes out to party and they're hanging out and they're like, wow, we made it past those layoffs. And Quinto stumbles upon what this guy was working on, some numbers that he missed and he fixed it. He fixed it and found out that the, uh, the company's way over leveraged to the point that if there's a 25% swing to the negative, they could lose the entire capital uh, of the value of the company will be wiped out. So he calls up uh, these guys and his boss that are out partying. They come to the office. They start calling people. Uh, the board comes down. They want to know, how does this kid know it? Why is he so fucking smart? And he basically says, well... Um, you know, what school did you go to? Well, basically, I went to this school and that school, and I'm a rocket scientist. What? Yeah. So well, why are you doing this? Well, to be fair, trading pays more than... It's just numbers. It's just math. And this pays more than rocket science. So they check his numbers out. He's right. They fucked up on the formula. And they're holding these useless mortgage-backed securities, and they got to figure out what to do. So they decide to just dump them, just dump all of them the next day. But it's really cool because they do they do most of a like 85% of it is in this one floor of this building. And it starts like at, you know, five in the afternoon and then it goes all the way till four o'clock the next day in the afternoon. Actually, it goes all the way to the following night. Um, but some great performances. It didn't really get that great of a review, except uh, except for Ebert gave it three and a half. I would give it three and a half. Spiny Norms. I fucking enjoyed the shit out of this. Three and a half. Yeah, yeah. I dug it. It's a little indie film. It, the budget was like three and a half million. It made about sixteen million at the box office. And uh, it's pretty cool. You, you see how with the ice that these. The, the president like has in his veins and what he's expecting people to do. And there's this great speech by um, uh, Paul Bettany. Is that the guy? He's an English guy. Yeah, Paul Bettany. He has this great speech when he's driving back after trying to convince Stanley Tucci, who got fired, to come back. And they don't want any loose ends because they don't want him to go to the media. So they're paying people to come back and just keep their mouth shut. And uh, Bettany's driving back, and he's telling the kid that he's driving with, another kid who was involved in finding out the information, or that worked with uh, 
Zachary Quinto that, you know, yeah, you're probably going to get fired too. And don't worry about it. They're going to give you a shitload of money, but you probably won't get a job for a while. But then he's like, you know, he, he does this great speech about how if, if we just stopped doing it, it would be fair for everyone. And that's the way everybody really wants it. They, they say that's what they want. They don't really want it. They say that's what they want, but they really want us. They need us. They need assholes like us, basically, to leverage the shit out of people and put people out of business to get more money for them. So there's more have-nots than there's more, yeah, have-nots than there than there are haves, and the haves keep wanting us to push the envelope. And then they say, "Well, no, we do, we want it to be fair." We want more charity. We will take more taxes and all that. But on the sidelines, they're like, yeah, come on. Fuck this guy. Totally bury him. And uh, But he, he does it more eloquently as he's driving. And um, and Sam, who's played by Kevin Spacey, he has this, he has this little moral conscious go, conscience going on. But Jeremy Irons kind of reminds him. That what we're going to do in a day, you do every fucking day on a smaller scale. So quit your crying. <laughs> and, you, and at some point, uh, Kevin Spacey's just like, you know, I'm not doing it because you gave me that fucking speech. Or, I'm doing it because I need the money. Because I fucked up myself and I need the money. So these guys are like, they're addicted on this power and the dough and... And uh, Paul Bettany even talks about how he gets two and a half million a year and how he blows it on hookers and blow. And <laughs> <laughs> it's great, man. You got to see it. I'll check it out. Margin call. It's free. Well, uh, that's if you're paying for Netflix. And well, John, I am paying for Netflix, so it is free to me. Here's what I hate, though. I'm paying for Netflix, right? And that's what eight bucks a month. Yes. But if you just pay eighty dollars to uh, Amazon, you get the same movies. Not all the same movies. Mostly well, the they same. They got ex- well. I thought exactly the same. They. I was comparing both of them, and well, for example, Time Bandits is on Amazon, but it's not on Netflix. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. It's cheaper to get net uh, Amazon than Netflix. Mm, yeah. I think Netflix has more content than you Amazon think so? Prime. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the other movie I saw, John, uh, Apocalypse Now, uh, just a great, great movie. Love that movie. I haven't seen it in a long, long time. Martin Sheen kicks ass. You got Robert Duvall. I think he won uh, an Oscar for his performance. But there's another couple surprises because I haven't seen it in so long. You know who else is in that movie, Apocalypse Now? No. Harrison Ford. Oh, yeah. 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 He's like the nerd analyst that... uh, when they clean Martin Sheen up and get him in to tell him his next mission, he's the one who lays it out for him and tells him all about Colonel Kurtz. Um, you gotta, what was that other one? Bellflower or something? Or Can I stick oh, with uh, Apocalypse Now? I thought you were done. I mean, it's an old movie. Everybody's seen it. You got uh, No, not everybody's seen it, John. We have a very young audience that uh, may not have seen Apocalypse Now, one of the, the best movies ever. A pack of lips. Uh, it's ranked, uh, it's 8.6 out of 10 on IMDb. It is... It's too long. What do you mean it's too long? It's like, it's like eight two, hours it's long. two and a half hours. Oh, is it? It seemed like eight. 
Well, there's the Apocalypse Now uh, director's uh, cut. Yeah, which is three and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that it's one. It's like three weeks. But you got uh, Lawrence Fishburne is in it when he's 14 years old, John. Wow. Uh, Duvall, I mentioned. Oh, Marlon Brando. How could you forget Marlon Brando? That's right. Brando? How can you forget the How great... How you forget that? Marlon Dennis Hopper. Brando. Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. The photographer on the... Uh, over there, over yeah. by there. Uh, yeah. Uh, really, really good. Martin Sheen just acts the shit out of it. Yeah. Uh, and it just makes you think... Uh, Boy, that uh, his two kids really never lived up to... <laughs> well, that's he messed them up. He was probably doing so much acid to do those scenes. <laughs> Too many acids, man. But I get... Oh, look at this guy mugging uh, fucking... What the hell's that? Four out of four there. Did you see Apocalypse that? Apocalypse Wilson Seahawk mugging the shit out of... Four out of four. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a good movie. And then the other one I saw was uh, Time Bandits. I watched that with my son. I didn't like, like that at all. No? no. Did you see that? You yeah, ever see that? Years ago. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what? I've heard about this movie. It has like a cult following. I didn't get it. <laughs> I just. I did watch Jim Cotta, though. Oh, uh, yeah. Jim Cotta. <laughs> Have you seen that? Yeah, I saw it in the theater, oh, man. Oh, man, me too. You got to see it again. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, what was this bellflower you were talking about? Oh, so we... Um, I was talking about this podcast that I stumbled upon, uh, Aisha Tyler. She's a comedian, and she's an actress, and she has this podcast called Girl on Guy, and she prim- primarily interviews guys but because she's like a tech uh, video game. Yeah, nerd. right, right. Um, and she relates better to guys. She did have Lisa Kudrow in one time because they were both on Friends at the same time. She was on Friends for a year. Um. I really enjoy her podcast. She is very, very um, hyper, though. Yeah. And she talks a tremendous amount. Like, if I have Alisa Kudra on my show, I'm going to ask a couple of questions and let her talk. Yeah. But Aisha Tyler's always got to talk. She's always got to be talking. <laughs> so sometimes it's like, hey, just calm down. Uh, but I do enjoy the show. But anyway, she had the director, writer, actor of this movie. Yeah, you told this story before. Yeah, and then I played a clip. I just want to know if you watched the movie or not. And the guy's a big dummy, right? Yeah. You can't even... No wonder nobody gives him money because you can't understand the guy. He says uh, uh, all this... He, he doesn't even know how to talk. Uh, so I saw that Ebert posted that Bellflower, the movie that he made... And that they talked about on her podcast is now available on Netflix streaming. And then her latest show is with, is with, hold on. (laughs) It's with um, Nathan Fillion, John. Do you know who that is? No. He's the guy from um, Serenity, the captain of the ship of Serenity. But did you watch this movie or not? Oh, Bellflower? Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. It's in my queue. It's in your queue. Yeah. Have you seen it? Well, no, but I like the premises. They're like making weapons for the end of the world or the apocalypse or something, aren't they? Yeah, and then the end of the world happens. Two young men, Woodrow and Aiden, the, uh, who migrate to Los Angeles from Wisconsin. They both live in a tiny, sordid dwellings in the suburbs of L.A. called Bellflower. And spend their days constructing weapons and testing them in empty lots. 
Although they seem jobless, uh, they have money, Scott. Enough to tinker and weld on their main project, a flamethrower. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, I think you'd gotta like check it. it out. There's a lot of explosions. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. And the car is supposed to be really kick-ass. Yeah, I saw it. Fully blown Medusa. Looks cool. I'll check that out. Speaking of movies, Scott... Um, there's a guy, this is kind of old news. I think, I don't know when he did this, but he's working on, uh, episode, he's work. he started on episode four, the 2004 version of it, and he's revisited it. He's taken the movie, the Blu-ray, and he's actually enhanced it. He made episode it Episode four of what? Of, I'm sorry, Star Wars, A New Hope. Ah. And he's taken the DVD and he's uh, he's changed it. So he took out the the scene with Jabba the Hutt. He's fixed uh, the lighting in it. He's um, corrected music cues from that were done in the original movie, which are not cued up the right way anymore because of the um. The way Lucas did it, you know, because there, there's like the Star Wars crawl in the beginning was was too quick, so he slowed it down to match the rest of the saga. He, he did like a on the video he he listed he did over a hundred and fifty five changes uh, to make it as close to the original as possible, and then fixed a lot of the. The laser blasts and got rid of like pictures where the crew kind of got into the screen. He went frame by frame, and it's downloadable. You can get this version. Uh, uh, you got to look this guy up though. He's uh, how I found. I don't even know how I found it. I found it on the Live for Films forum, but um, the guy has a. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, WordPress blog. Mm-hmm. It's called swrevisited.wordpress.com. swrevisited.wordpress.com. And he's working on Empire Strikes Back right now. And he actually shows some clips on it where he has, on the top, he has the original Blu-ray, and on the bottom, he has the revisited version where he added parts like he added another at at uh he fixed the angle that the blasters were shooting he fixes the panel on um on uh darth vader's chest plate to blink when it's supposed to like it does in some of the other movies some movies it does some movies it doesn't so he fixed them so it's always blinking uh it's pretty cool i'm actually downloading a new hope right now Nice. Oh, it's done. It's done. In XVID. Can't wait. So he basically just cleaned it all up and, and tried to get it back to the original version, the theatrical version, and it's in high quality. It's in HD. It's pretty cool. I saw some shots. So check it out, man. You can download like the CD cover art or DVD, sorry, cover art screenshots of it is this legal probably not okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i own all the star i own all of the star wars stuff so it's not like i'm taking anything i already own it 
Right. I own I own the original you bought it. I own the original Star Wars uh You probably bought it five times with VHS <laughs> yeah, and DVDs. Four times, Scott. I had the original VHS, then I had the VHS collection, then I had the DVD collection, then I had the re release in Blu ray collection where we saw all the new stuff that they added to it that we're making fun of. And uh, some of the stuff is missing because my son, you know, he was such a fan of it. He he watched the VHS version a hundred times, and then he watched um, the DVD versions. And uh, so, yeah, I, I've paid for it at least four times. Okay, so suck a dick. All right, suck a dick. All right, there you go. Other movie news: uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, more casting rumors. They're saying that Emma Watson is a frontrunner now for Fifty Shades of Grey role. Who would attach themselves to that project yeah. is what I want to know. What big star would do that? You're going to have to find somebody who's unknown to star in that. That's my opinion. Yeah. Anyway. It's like this Atlas Shrug part one and two. Did you hear about part two, John? No. So they came out with part one. And then none of the actors in part one signed up for part two. So they had to get all new actors. To carry on the story in part two. <laughs> awesome. That is awesome, isn't it? All right, John, moving to a celebrity news. Celebrity, celebrity news. news. <laughs> you were talking about um, Chuck Norris before. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. Get this, John. I'm going to play a clip of Chuck Norris oh, okay. and his lovely... We're going to wrap this up soon, man. It's Chuck 20 to Norris 11. And his lovely All right. wife. Are you ready? Here yeah. we go. Hi, I'm Chuck Norris, and this is my wife, Gina. We are here to talk about a growing concern we all share. If we look to history, our great country and freedom are under attack. We're at a tipping point, and quite possibly our country as we know it may be lost forever if we don't change the course our country is headed. With our country at a crossroads, Chuck and I have asked ourselves what we can be doing to help support this great country we're blessed to live in and how we can encourage our like-minded American brothers and sisters to unite and let their voices be heard. It is estimated that in the 2008 election, 30 million evangelical Christians stayed home on voting day. Good. And Obama <laughs> won the election by oh 10 million Oh, my God. Obama, votes. that Muslim. We know you love your family and your freedom as much as Gina and I do. And it is because of that we can no longer sit quietly or stand on the sidelines and watch our country go the way of socialism or something much worse. <laughs> our only hope is for each of us to make sure we have not only registered to vote in the primary and the general elections for 2012, but to make sure our voices will be heard by casting our vote on Election Day. As Edmund Burke said, all that is necessary for the triumph of evil is that good men and women do nothing. Our great president, Ronald Reagan, said, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on for them to do the same. President Reagan went on to say that you and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We will preserve for our children this last best hope for man on earth, or we will sentence them to take the first step into a thousand years of darkness 
If we fail, at least let our children and our children's children say of us, we justified our brief moment here. We did all that could be done. Please stand with us. Let's unite for God and country, and may God continue to bless the United States of America. See you at the polls. Thank you. Does he sound gay? Hi, I'm Chuck no. Norris, and this is my... But I'm it, Chuck Norris. Sounds, there's something wrong with him. I don't know if it's all the plastic surgery he's done, and he's got his face pulled back so much. It, yeah. That he doesn't talk right anymore. But, uh, yeah, A Thousand Years of Darkness. What does that remind you of, John? The Middle Ages, yeah. when God ruled uh, yeah. the world? Yeah. What a bunch of dopes. And it's... Uh, uh, all Obama's fault, all socialism, we're going to head towards social, and we're going to lose our freedom, because he's a Muslim. I don't know if you know that, John, and he's going to introduce Shira law. That's funny, because they brought up Ronald Reagan. Yeah. And uh, is the Romney... Our greatest president, yeah. Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Well, it's worth remembering that Republican presidential icon Ronald Reagan imposed his own national health care mandate on the country. The mandate is well known today. It requires emergency rooms to treat anyone in need regardless of their ability to pay. But the fact that Reagan signed it into law is often forgotten. There's what's a, there's some socialism right there. Your socialist ex-president Ronald Reagan. You didn't know that, huh? You pussy. I want to fight uh, fucking Chuck Norris. <laughs> That old fuck, he can't fight. He didn't even fight in the movie. He just shot a machine gun the whole time. He didn't even fight. No. Uh. By the mid-1980s, so-called patient dumping had become a major concern. The practice involved hospitals transferring patients in need of medical attention to other institutions to avoid footing the bill or even discharging them before they were properly treated. One influential study of Cook County, Illinois which contains Chicago, found that patients... <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> I'm still sick, man. I need to go to one of these hospitals. Found that patients transferred... They were transferred because they lacked insurance, were twice as likely to die as those treated at uh, trans- the, the transferring hospital. The vast majority of these transfers were for hospitals' financial reasons, even though... It delayed care and jeopardized patients' health. Physician organizations had policies in place mandating that hospitals treat everyone, regardless of race, creed, sex, nationality, or sources of payment for care. As the bylaws from the Joint Commission on uh, Accreditation accreditation of Hospitals read, but without the force of law behind them, they were often ignored and people went without care. So in 86, guess what happened, Scott? What happened? Congress passed the Consolidated Omnibus Budget Reconciliation Act, which contained the Emergency Medical Treatment and Active Active Labor Act, which requires hospitals to treat patients in need of emergency care regardless of their ability to pay. That's why Mitt Romney said just go to the ER. Yeah. If you don't have insurance, just go there. (sighs) Unbelievable. All right, other celebrity news. Uh, Stephen Baldwin is in celebrity news. I haven't heard this clip, but uh, he goes off on... Guess who he goes off on, Stephen Baldwin? Uh, Alec Baldwin. Obama. Oh, Obama. Obama. Hold on, let me turn it up. A man of faith. And uh, how important do you think faith issues are going to be in this election cycle? 
Well, you know, listen, uh, I think Barack Obama is a slime ball, and um, uh, I, I, you can already Why? start to see, you know, that there's whispers about what the discussion's going to be leading up to the election about Mr. Romney's faith and this and that, and, and, and <clears throat> you could say all kinds of different things about everybody's different faith. Uh, I, I think that... So uh, what is he saying here? He's a slime ball. Know. So why is he a slime ball is what I want to know. Do you think he'll answer that question? I don't. <laughs> ...that's foolish enough to open that can of worms and start going there with all this stuff is just dumb. Mm. You know, I think what's most important is... Just dumb. The people of America don't understand America. the danger of where America is financially. If we don't correct where we're at well, I agree with them there. really fast... Mm. You know, I don't say this in a pompous way, but who would ever imagine you could say that, like, maybe America's going to end up like Greece? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, no, no, and, and, and kind of cool to what Christie said last night is the people of America are not the type of people that are just going to sit there with blinders on their eyes and go, well, well, we don't care. Yeah. Well, I know you're religious. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, I agree with him on the second part that, uh, yeah, we're in, in a, a fiscal issue here. But to, is that Obama? Is he blaming it on Obama, the slime ball? Is that why we're in this fiscal <laughs> problem? Like he forgets eight years of the W and two wars uh, for no fucking reason at all? And the, the deregulation of the banks that Reagan started and Clinton didn't do anything about that caught up to us in 2008? They, that had nothing to do with it? Yeah, just dopes. Yeah. Dopes. Dopes. Now, one thing I forgot to mention about Reagan, he did speak out in 1961 on like a record. You could buy this record of him talking about socialized uh, Medicare will bring about a socialist dictatorship, which never materialized. Um, but then again, later on in the 80s, he, was, he wasn't very proud of his <laughs> his recording. So he tried to suppress that. Yeah, people change their mind. I understand that. What's wrong with that? So when it arose in a televised debate, Reagan responded, when I opposed Medicare, there was another piece of legislating legislation meeting the same problem before Congress. I happened to favor the other piece of legislation and thought it would be better for senior citizens. I was not opposing the principle of providing health care for them. Yeah. Carter's campaign accused Reagan of rewriting history, saying that there was no such alternative legislation. But he did backpedal, obviously, on it. So. Last play of the game, John. Last play. Last play. Hail Mary. And he throws it up, and it's caught by somebody. Somebody. Somebody Looks caught like it. Looks like a guy, a Green Looks Bay like guy. Looks like a Green Bay guy. They're calling one guy calls touchdown and one guy's waving it off. <laughs> <laughs> These replacement refs, they're unbelievable. <laughs> Let's see what happens. They they got to review it. Well, the one team's acting like they won. Yeah. Seahawks are acting like they won. There's a scrum. I'm gay. Yeah. Other celebrity news, John. Uh Ryan Reynolds went and got married. Yeah, I saw that. What's up with that? I don't know. Blake Lively? Who is that? Who's Blake Lively? I don't know. He's married to Scarlett Johansson, is that right? Who? Ryan Reynolds. And then he divorces her. I don't know. And then he's married to Blake Lively. 
how could they call that a Seahawks catch is beyond me. Look, the one guy's looking, the one guy says, touchdown, and the other guy waves it off. Ugh, a bunch of dopes. I think that in, uh, encapsulates the NFL referee issue this entire season with these replacement refs. Yeah, I don't know, Scott. That's uh, that's terrible. It's great for our listeners, though. Yeah, so anyway, uh, <laughs> what's right, with what? Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, I don't know. Come on, what's up with that? I didn't. I don't it know. Caught me by surprise. I don't know. And then uh, uh, you know Lindsay Lohan. We're always um, questioning Lindsay Lohan's behavior, and you know why didn't she get her shit together? And um, what the hell is that? All what right. are you doing, man? Come on, so here's, get your shit together. Now this is going to give us a little bit insight into why Lindsay Lohan is so fucked up. All right, we're going to listen to Doctor Phil and Lindsay Lohan's mother. On Dr. Phil. Are you ready for this? I ask you questions that you didn't answer that I think are important for women to hear. (laughs) You're like in your little tie, little shoes, like, you know. I'm in my little tie and my little shoes? What the hell does that mean? Do the math. It's on video. You'll go back to that. You were abused on your honeymoon. You were abused while you were pregnant with Lindsay and then you went back and had more children with him and women Years in later. America want to know why. Why? Now that is a legitimate straightforward question. So give me an authentic answer. I thought he changed. You think jail would change someone? Did you ever go so to I... therapy with him? Um... We tried, but it it just wasn't. He didn't want to go there. So I he, went on my own. And the one thing she taught me, she's like, stop mopping up for bad behavior. So I did. Yeah. So this interview, she's totally uh, high on wasted, something. Wasted, man. She's wasted. <laughs> and uh, she's, uh, who knows if she was, I don't know if she was abused or not. Uh, but something's wrong with her. Yeah. Um. All right. They called it a touchdown. The play stands as called. Oh my! They called God. that a touchdown. How the fuck was that a touchdown? <laughs> wow. That's fucked up, man. That is fucked up. It, it's almost like there's a conspiracy by these guys to lose their jobs and get replaced by the <laughs> real guys because it's like uh, uh, our listener Dustin said, I'm convinced Romney is trying to lose this election. <laughs> and I, I feel the same way. Romney's just a dope. He just says dumber stuff every day. And But then I'm thinking, is this the people who are, are the super PACs and the billionaires uh, in charge of all this money? Are they just seeing how far they can get? Uh, this is like a Romney experiment to see how yeah. far they can go for the next election. I don't know. It's crazy to me. Well, I think they, this is the thing, the, that entitlement that I'm super rich. I'm entitled. My, my daddy took care of everything for me, just like the W and um, I'm entitled to this. So it should be a slam dunk. I shouldn't have to work for it. Like I didn't have to work for anything else. Yeah. Just a slam dunk. All right, John, science news. Moving on to science news. 
just the headlines because I didn't have a chance to read any of these stories. But good because uh, it's almost eleven o'clock. University of Michigan. Uh, they say they've found dark matter uh, scaffolding of universe detected for the first time. So what that means, John, is now they know that dark matter exists. Uh, so there's a problem with uh, the way that uh, galaxies hold together. Um, and uh, I can't remember who pointed this out, but it doesn't. Uh, Newton's gravity doesn't account for the way galaxies hold together, and so they came up with dark matter. It's got to be dark matter, something we're not detecting, and now they've detected it. Apparently, so that's a g- very exciting news in physics. It appears, if that is correct. Uh, study finds that toilet water is cleaner than ice at fast food restaurants. How about that? Yeah. I was watching a restaurant, um, Impossible, is it? Mm-hmm. Is it Restaurant Impossible? Where uh, this guy goes in and he sees restaurants that are all fucked up, and then he um, fixes them up and gets them going again. And he, this one restaurant was making their Italian restaurant, and they prided themselves on making... Uh, uh, homemade meals and all this stuff. Well, they made chicken Vesuvio, and they made the chicken. Then they froze it overnight, and then they just heat it up in the microwave with some sauce and cheese. Ugh. But the sauce, they made the marinara sauce. They would to cool it down. They dump ice into it, and the ice came from an ice machine in the basement. And this guy put his rubber gloves on. And he wiped the chute, and he says, "You see all this black stuff? This is salmonella." Oh. And he wipes that on an ice cube. He goes, "Are you, you want to serve this to your customers? That's what you're serving them every day. And he wipes this sludge onto the ice cube. And I'm like, oh, oh, my God. Yeah. No doubt, Scott. That made me sick. What's that guy's name? I don't know. Other science news, mathematician claims proof of connection between prime numbers. How about that? Apparently it's like a 500-page proof, so they have other mathematicians going over this right now. Um, Robert Irvine is the name of the uh, chef. The chef? Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Um, um. (laughs) Spit it out! (laughs) Gut microbes help the body extract more calories from food. How about that? The what? Gut microbes. And stress breaks loops that hold short-term memory together. So the more stressed you are, the oh, worse yeah. your short-term that's memory obvious. is going to be. Uh, so that's it for science news, John. Let me see if I have anything in religious news. Um... Just this, John. Just this. Anne and Mitt Romney baptized Anne's father, an avowed atheist, 11 months after he died. A what? Anne and Mitt Romney (laughs) baptized Anne's father, an avowed atheist, 11 months after he died. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) <laughs> That's creepy. Isn't it? I mean, this this guy's oh, a fucking God. lunatic with this Mormonism and uh it's unbelievable. Unbelievable to me. So some people must be just listening to 261. 
because there's posts today on that one. Uh, Lori says I've been I've seen Battle Royale ten years ago and Hunger Games. When I first heard about Hunger Hunger Games, I was a snob, but I listened to all three books and they were entertaining. Have your kids, blah 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 blah. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but then Phil says, "Explosive news, my ass." <laughs> It was explosive news, but you didn't play the explosive news soundbite, so that's probably what he's reacting to. What explosive? Is there a soundbite? We had, yeah, we used to play an explosion. Oh, God damn it. Sorry. We had two explosive news. God damn it. <laughs> we had a new phone number. That is explosive news. Yeah. And the other one was... Uh, explosive news. I didn't have a laptop, or I didn't have documentation. Yeah. That was the other explosive news. Right. So what was the number, though? What number of what? The explosive news. Two sixty one. Yeah, the last show. Two 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 four two four four. Oh right, right. You wrote it down somewhere, didn't you? <laughs> Our phone number is two two four. Big. Um, Rod. Rod. One. Yeah. How hard is that? I know, but the the numbers. What are the numbers? Numbers. The numbers, 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 numbers. Oh, the actual numerical yeah. n- number, <laughs> not the alpha numeric yeah, number. Right, right. Let me uh, quickly look on my <laughs> smartphone, John, because it's so smart. Up, oh, hold on. I hit the wrong one. Here it is. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah, that's not it. Wait a minute. It is two two four two four four seven six three one. That's right. Two two four. Two four four seven six three one. Right. We got to do a, a a stinger for that. A stinger. Yeah. 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 It's it, good. It, what's going on in this game? Are they calling the players back onto the field? Maybe. What the fuck is going on? Now they got to find their yeah, helmets. They got to scramble for their helmets. <laughs> they already got their clothes on. A couple guys are in the shower. <laughs> this is the most fucked up game ever. Wow. Are they going for the two-point conversion? I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they win the game? Yeah, I don't know. I don't they know. They seem to be having a good time on the sideline. High-fiving. So did the ref say we need to do over? I don't know, do-over? Scott. I don't have the sound on. <laughs> Can't you pump the sound into no, here and I see what's going a, on? I don't have it plugged in. This ridiculous train wreck of Monday Night Football? Got them ridiculous. Oh, they're making them kick a field goal. Yeah. That's what they called them back for? I guess. Well, you gotta gotta end it that way. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hold on, let me get the door. Can you please? Yeah. (laughs) Get the door, man. I forgot we were in a hurry. So I decided to run. <laughs> hey, man, what's happening? Come on back. All right, I'm back. <laughs> wow. I am back. How do they call that a catch, man? Because <laughs> they're dopes. Didn't that have to be reviewed? Nobody reviewed that? Oh, look, yeah, he's thanking God. To. The quarterback, the he's Lord. thanking the Lord for, for that ref's unbelievably horrible call. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like a job. Right, whatever you are. Now, with 
with your award-winning TTN News. It's good to see you, too, Scott. Kraken Whitcomb. They're frustrated. New York State's highest court permits subway masturbator to get off. Is he That's a fisherman? Right. A subway pervert who masturbated on three women aboard trains gets off with no prison time. Thanks to New York State's highest court, Darnell Hardware, 27, got three years probation last week because Court of Appeals judges ruled earlier this year that subway grinders, as they're called by law enforcement, can't be charged as felonies if they don't use force to pursue their repulsive perversion. State lawmakers, prosecutors, and women are outraged at the chronic pervert who masturbated on three subway riders got off with no prison time courtesy to the state's highest court. Next story, John. A 480-pound inmate on death row says he's too fat to be executed, claiming any attempt to execute him will result in serious physical and psychological pain involving a torturous and lingering death. Some argue that the man weighing 485... uh, Some argue that the man weighing 484 pounds is a torturous and lingering life. In related news, researchers say that if you want to lose weight, get plenty of sleep. It's essential because it's impossible to stuff your face while you're unconscious. (laughs) Next story, John. I got got a funny story. Yes. So I was at the dentist's office this weekend, (laughs) and uh, and I I was getting my teeth cleaned. And uh, was he taking his cans he's, off? He's pretty disgusting. <laughs> he pushed, he like swiped at the microphone and it went swinging around like a T-ball thing. T-ball? You mean a tether ball? Tether ball, yeah. Tether, tether ball. ball. So I'm at the dentist's office, right? And I'm, I'll listen to you, John. I'm sitting in the chair. She's about to clean my teeth, you know. And I said, I got this cold. It's hard to breathe through my nose. So I hope I don't cough or something. She goes... And she's wearing a mask, and she says, "Yeah, I had a cold too." And and she's you know blonde, kind of cute, and she said, "I had a cold too." And and three weeks, I've had this cough, and uh, I hate colds because I eat when I have a cold, and I gain like five pounds. And I said, "Well, as you can see, I've had a lot of colds." Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> She thought it was funny, man. It was funny. <laughs> and you thought that that yeah, was funny yeah. enough to read. Yeah. Interrupt Phil's news for. Yeah. And uh, retell that story. Yeah, it was a great story. It she was dying. Great. It was funny. Yeah, you didn't like it? I listen to that. Our fans love it. What's wrong with you? Come on. Get it on track, Phil. All right, John. Where was I? <laughs> Byron Harvey apparently had a lot going on in his pants. For starters, the Indian River County Sheriff's Office said he almost $450 worth of shoes, clothes, and other items stuffed in his trousers. <laughs> Additionally, in his pants pocket were a half dozen pills, which Harvey said belonged to his girlfriend, who'd been wearing his pants. Harvey, 38, was arrested September 10th after deputies went to his Beale store in the 5900 block in Vero Beach and encountered him in a dressing room 
A recently released affidavit states the sergeant heard and smelled Harvey burning plastic packaging off things and saw him jamming stuff in his pants. <laughs> Harvey, who also is accused of starting to fight with deputies, was wearing shorts and pants. He told the deputy he'd been up for three days drinking and doing powder and pills. And the jail deputies found six green pills in Harvey's left front pocket pants. Harvey, who has thug tattooed on one arm and life on the other said the pills were his girlfriends <laughs> so the white guy says it's good and the black guy says no good so the white guy wins next story john a pakistani Dumb. a pakistani man dies from inhaling the fumes of burning us flags while at protest against freedom of speech. Give me irony or give me death, John. (laughs) Next story. (laughs) Emergency services deflated to find that the woman they rescued from drowning was just a sex doll. Research. I'm sorry. Rescue team scrambled after the woman's body was spotted floating in the sea. Found it was just a sex doll. Panicked bathers mistook the blow-up for a female swimmer and swiftly alerted police. Emergency services cordoned off the wide stretch of the beach on Turkey's Black Sea province and dispatched a team of divers. But they were surprised to find it. In fact, it was a sex doll, which they deflated and chucked into a bin. Cops are unsure of where it had come from. Next story, John. I brought some audio in for this next story, John. Yankee fan hits home run in stadium bathroom stall, John. A couple humped in a Yankee stadium bathroom for about three innings on Saturday. Cue up the audio. That's the wrong audio, John. Oh, sorry. Next story. <laughs> Which one was <laughs> Things that make you go. <laughs> Things Whoa, that make hey. you go. <laughs> Why did you tell me? What? Hospital removes eel from a man's bum. Oh. A man sought emergency treatment at a hospital in Auckland this week when an eel stuck in his ass. The unnamed individual presented himself at the A&E department at the Auckland City Hospital to explain his embarrassing problem. It is believed the patient was sent for x-rays and a scan which showed there was an eel lodged inside his tetanus. (laughs) The eel was about the size of a decent sprig of asparagus, and the incident is the talk of the place, a hospital source said. Doctors and nurses have come across people with strange objects in their gut and have got stuck where they shouldn't be before, but an eel... Is to be the first. <laughs> it is unclear how the eel managed to be trapped inside of the man. To be the first. <laughs> it is believed medic successfully removed it, and the man was later discharged. Next story, John. A beer reporter, John. A beer reporter shows up, and he shows that the twenty-five states. With the most breweries <laughs> voted unanimously for Obama in 2008. While states with far fewer breweries per square mile overwhelmingly vote Republican. In other news, beer reporter is a real job. <laughs> Next story, John. <laughs> 
I, I brought audio in for this one, John. A man assaulted by a woman, the same woman he was having sex with, assaulted him while they were uh-huh. having sex. This must be the odd. This is out of Newport. Don Peters, 31, in Cosby, is arrested September 19th and charged with aggravated assault after she allegedly hit a man on his head at least five times with a hammer that she was having sex with. Wait a minute. <laughs> she wasn't having sex with the hammer. She was having sex with the man. <laughs> this is poorly written copy, John. I apologize for that. William L. Wooford, 51, said he and Peters were in the living room at his residence where she was having sex with Peters. He stated that during sex, Peters picked up a hammer and struck him on the head. <laughs> Neighbors allegedly saw Peters run from the Wolford's residence in a French maid outfit that had been purchased at Walmart. They also shed, shed, shed. they saw her fall, scraping her knees. Next story, John. Researcher John. Researchers say women are embracing a lower, more masculine eyebrow style to be more equal to men. Apparently think that men notice that they even have eyebrows. <laughs> Next story, John. <laughs> Boobies. Kristen Stewart, John. Kristen Stewart compliments her director. She says, he puts so much inside of you. <laughs> Kristen Stewart says one of her older male directors puts a lot inside of her, and it wasn't Rupert Sanders. Uh, I got her saying, asking the director to put some inside of her. Yes, I brought audio in. Yeah. Yeah, I want in my little tiny apple. (laughs) The Twilight star caught in a cheating scandal this summer with Sanders just made some rather risque comments about another director of hers, wealthy Brazilian hair Walter (laughs) Salles. Again, she said about him, he puts so much inside of you. Next and last story, John. <laughs> LMFAO, John. LMFAO mercifully decides to STFU. Those dudes from LMFAO, you know, the one with the hair and the other one with the pants, have announced that they're drifted apart. And will no longer be collaborating on terrible dance jams about being drunk and gross. I'm sorry, that wasn't the last story, John. In related news, <laughs> next and last story. Next and last story. In related news, next and last story. <laughs> Michael J. Fox admits that NBC. I'm sorry, John. I don't know if you know this, but Michael J. Fox has a new sitcom. He just sold to NBC. Michael J. Fox admits. That NBC execs were a little shaky about giving oh, him a new Jesus. show. And that's the news. <laughs> you idiot. What, what the fuck is that? Uh, Bill McCrack and Whitcomb. With total talk nonsense. I gotta run. I missed the Packers game. Did they win? No. Oh. Later. <laughs> All right, he's in. All he's right, out. he's in. He's out. You know what that means, John? What's that? 262 comes to a close. In the can, man. It's in the can. It's in the can. 262. As long as you hit the record button, yeah. it is in the oh, can. Let me check. Yeah. We yeah. recorded it. Yeah. 220. We did about 220 on that one. 225, something like that. 220, 221. Whatever it takes, Scott. That's a nice time, John. 
262. In the can, man! Slap it to a shim, Jim. <laughs> Are you all right in there? I don't know what's wrong with me, man. Hey, that's it for this week, Scott. I'm John. And I'm Scott. Say goodnight, Scott. Good night, Scott. Listening to John and Scott. A total talk nonsense.